three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, man. Welcome in. I, that actually, I have no idea why, but that actually brought me great joy, how you guys did that sort of in a round. Like, uh, welcome in. It is episode number 247 in honor of our 24-7 champion, uh, R-Truth. It is episode number 247 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live, and of course... We have no idea where he is. AJ Francis, <laughs> the main event, vent, 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 the uh, Sausage Castle Wrestling Champion, Sugar Bear. Look, I'll. We have because unfortunately schedules are all kind of crazy right now. We've been sort of, we found a sweet spot where we can at least get everybody together for a segment every week at a certain time. So we've been doing that time every week for the last few weeks, and I made the mistake of just assuming that everyone would remember that it's the time that we've been doing of late, and not sending out like a reminder text the day before. So as as much as I want to beat up AJ for not being here, I will also put like 10% of the blame on me for having not done the bit where I said, hey, we're still good to do the same time because I know that's immediately what he's going to say whenever he wakes up. And just for the record, it is afternoon and I'm saying, yes, I, my bet is that AJ is not currently awake. That if I just had to bet money, that's the problem at the moment. But hopefully he'll join us at some point during the course of the show. In the meantime, uh, coming up on this week's show, uh, Aaron, you have seen this man perform, have you not? Yes, he is absolutely great. You have been a fan of this dude for some time. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen him. I've never seen him live, but I have seen what he does. He is amazing. Shaft is going to be with us. Two big shows for Defy this weekend. One is in Portland. The other is in Tacoma. So for our fans in the Pacific Northwest, you want to get out and support Defy this weekend. They put on unbelievable shows. I know uh, TJP is out there this weekend, who was a recent guest of Jobbing Out. Uh, Brian Cage, a former guest of ours, is out this weekend mm-hmm. as well. So two great shows. They also, use- yes? also, everybody in the Pacific Northwest, I hate you because you're getting the J-Cup the super j cup oh i saw that yeah that's amazing yeah. that's incredible I all of you so much yeah that is dope dude that is really really dope um well that's cool so we'll talk with shaft a little bit later on in the show um and always love uh, supporting what it is the folks at defy are doing all right uh aaron let's get into it uh we uh we had some picks to do last week um we'll talk about it it was but first of all how do we do with our picks I mean, pretty much all of our picks were the same. The only thing that was really different was that, except, Except. you know, we talked about it, that the booking scenario made sense for Shane to win. Brent was the only one to actually pick it, though, so he he gained a point on all of us. Jesus, that's it. That's the only thing that was different at all, really? Well, other than the Battle Royal, which none of us got wrong. Yeah, in fairness, it's kind of, by the way, how dumb did we all feel that we didn't do a slight amount of of research on that? 
that we couldn't have realized that was what they were going to do in the Battle Royal. All right, so uh, when are we calling this this quarter goes to SummerSlam? It ends at SummerSlam. SummerSlam. All right, so I'm assuming that means that I'm still trailing. Um, yeah, you should be back. I think you should be back by the the leader by two or three or so. But, it's, but it's it, still it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far I'm behind the leader. It matters how far I'm behind the person that's closest to me. Right. I, I don't have the exact oh, the, for... the full standings up in front of me. <laughs> and right why now. would you? We're only later. doing the show now. Like <laughs> you can have that when we record the show later. Uh, <laughs> this is what it's come to. I don't know why you're listening. Um. Anyway, so yeah. Speaking of that. <laughs> Um, I watched Super Showdown. Brandon? I watched Super Showdown. And, of course, Aaron? I watched the last match. What the fuck, man? So this, no, this is Wait, perfect can- because Aaron represents all the fans that read the results and bitch about the product without watching it. What? So... <laughs> oh, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let, 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 explain to me. What did I go need to go back and watch? The, the, what would have entertained me about that show? Triple H versus Randy Orton was a lot better than you probably think. Okay, but but was it a well, great a match that I should have gone out of my way? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is an issue. The show itself was fine. I mean, like, yeah. the, the, that's fine. it's perfectly fine. But I'm saying, like, like, is it something I should have sat down and taken four hours out I, of my time but to watch? We're talking about. I different. guess my my point is, people have very pointed opinions about this show, and most of them did not watch the show. That, that are that have the point. They watched the gifs of Goldberg getting yeah. tombstoned, and then that's their opinion. But if you watch the show, like Glenn said, it was fine. It was yeah, nothing sure groundbreaking. It was a perfectly fine show, but but you know, it was something I wasn't going to be able to watch live. So it was something where it was going to be. Basically, well, did I, I want to take four hours and watch well, the I've, next I've day? Never watched, I've never watched I anything didn't. live. Now, this is interesting. Look, I, I would say twofold. One, you're the professional wrestling writer for a major American I newspaper. And, and, but here's the thing. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a house show. It was a house I, show. I, while so I, I didn't... I, I, under, I, I thought it wasn't something I felt was necessary to watch. Going here's forward. where I will say the house show thing is an overused trope. Because they are, they did do things that are affecting future shows. So in that sense, it's not a house right. Show. But I, I did the one thing. Look, I do tend to agree that the expectation that we all had going into it is that nothing of significance was going to happen. It's why no matter how much they tease the idea of Brock Lesnar cashing in, none of us, you couldn't get any of us to bite and buy into that because we're just not of the belief that anything significant is going to happen in these Saudi Arabia shows until something significant were to happen on one of them. And I do think that at some point they will have to do that because my guess is somebody who gives them a boatload of money in Saudi Arabia is going to say, hey, you never do anything significant on these shows. You need to do that. And the WWE is going to say back, okay, we want your money. We'll do that. So my guess is at some point it will happen. Um, Do you know what I think it is? I think it's the timing of these shows. I think if the show weren't where it is in the calendar, it would be... I I don't think they're not doing things because they're like, oh, it's in Saudi Arabia, we don't have to do anything. I think it's because look where they're positioned. Like, if that was called payback, they still wouldn't have done anything. Do you know well, what no, I mean? No, I, I, think, I think they would have done more. I, I think no. the timing is right, but I think it's the timing of the show. and They, they don't want to put have a title change at 1 p.m. on a Friday. No, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, do, I think it's I because do. it's June 1st, and they've got an actual major pay-per-view coming up in about a month and they've got another actual huge pay-per-view a month after that. What are you These calling? next two are you, shows are, are going to be what they were going to be, whether they were in Cleveland or Saudi Arabia. Wait, are you calling stomping ground? I, 
What, what are you I, saying I is a major pay per view? And yeah, first of all, Stomping I'm not Ground counting. Is not a, I said in a month, so, not two weeks. But what's what, the one? What what you, what's about? in a month? Right. It's extreme, extreme rules, rules or something in a month. Yeah, but no, that's, a major I mean, that's not a major pay per view. That's a no. That's, that's Stomping Ground the, compared to the two that we have. It is. Uh, I don't think it's one. It's a show that people look forward to. I think it used to be. I think once upon a time it was. I don't. I just don't think that's when it was when it was the one night WWE. Right. Now it's. I guess my point is this: if you're gonna do something major, where are you gonna do it? Extreme Rules, Stomping Ground, or Super Showdown? I would None actually. Of the above. Well, I would argue of the three. No, you, that's not a correct answer. I, 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 I said, would. No, but you know what? Okay, something super, in one of the Super Showdown. Shows, yeah, of the three. Of the three, well, I would argue Super Showdown because, because it's the biggest show of all of but them. It's two weeks after another pay per view and two weeks before another. That's never going to be a show where they do anything. I. Uh, I mean, I. I just think that if all things being it's equal, always like be Extreme Rules. Ex- but so is Extreme Rules and Stomping Ground. But, but if you're if you're comparing things those, things have happened at Extreme Rules. When, like, what 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 things significantly as in the past? Let's say since the brand split, what has happened at Extreme Rules? Well, it's been a year since the brand split. It's been three years since the brand split. Well, I thought. Well, the, what, you're not counting the. Um... Well, I don't even know. <laughs> Everybody's on both shows now. <laughs> Whoa, oh, hello, hello. 2016 was the brand split. Okay. Uh, he, he said 2016 so, was the brand split, just for the record. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to come up with the last time something significant happened in Extreme Rules. I don't know. Um, and and I, look, I, I think there's two things here. One, the B team won the, cha- the ah, tag team well, championship. Yeah, that's a great point. That was very significant. <laughs> um, I, would, I would make two points. One being, I actually think that the, the look of having a show in a stadium aligns itself with if you're going to do something major, it looks fucking cool in a massive stadium with such a huge yeah. crowd in there. So of the three, if I was going to do something major, I actually would do it at Super Showdown. I would do it. But I'm at not the, talking about that. I'm talking about the position, the dates. I, and like I, if you look at the place in the calendar that these shows are, are falling, it, it, it tends to lend itself to a transitional show, no matter what it is. Like, it's just, it's too close to other shows. It's too far away from SummerSlam where they actually might do something significant. Like, it doesn't feel like, it just doesn't feel like a time in the, This we talk about this every year, where it's like that time between SummerSlam and all this other stuff is when it gets super boring. You know, like, this happens every single year. Um, I think it's weird that you've got the visual of the giant WrestleMania-looking show, and it's still payback in a, in, in that setting but like it's not surprising considering the place in the calendar these shows well, always fall what i would say is it's particularly worse and the only thing that i can defend look i i, I like i'm doing this a little tongue-in-cheek i do think like when you host a wrestling podcast and you're the columnist you should probably be watching the shows that would be my argument but but the the defense i, I honestly i honestly i treat it the same way as i i treated the shield one the shield show like that's um, how I view it, and I wouldn't do that because I do think there is. No. I I wouldn't do that because I think at some point they're going to do something important. I do think and, that, and at some, and if it and if it does, I will go back and watch. Like if if something big had happened, I would have gone back and watched it. You know, I went back and I watched the Goldberg Taker match because that was the one thing that was of conversation yeah, that, coming that out. That to me is the least interesting of anything that happened. Like that that I, that yeah. to me was I, exactly. I gotta give it, it to was you. Also, it was also the only thing that was. People are talking about like no one is talking about why, other why than Shane are people, winning. But why but are people to watch Shane win? Hang on, that. why are people talking about that? What what because is it? Because of them dropping each other on their heads. Okay, I mean like I, because it plays into their WWE hate storyline. 
AEW. Uh, no, but, okay, what 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 should people be talking about? I, I I don't know that there is anything that people should be talking okay, about. Okay, so uh, again, if we're not ta- if there isn't anything to talk about, then you're kind of making my point for me. I disagree. Again, th- we could say that about no, Raw. No, that doesn't mean you no. don't watch it. Yeah, and because I, I mean, can say the thing about Raw most weeks. I could certainly say it about SmackDown this week, right? Like, I could say the exact same thing. Like, not every show that they do is going to be something we're going to come away from saying, oh, boy, there's really a lot to talk about, right? But when we do with this show, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to discuss it anyway. I, I am probably of, of this group. I'm probably the least fanatical about professional wrestling at the moment. But yet, I still feel inclined to watch because I don't want to feel like a complete ass when I come on here and there was a show that happened and I should have watched it. Even Double or Nothing, I couldn't watch it that week, but I still went back and watched it because I wanted to watch it and know what happened and be able to have conversation with people. That being said, um, there, like, I think that both things can be real. It can both be that these, are, these shows are worth watching and yet they might not have huge storylines that come out of them. Sure, this one in particular some of the things you can still have conversation about without happening to see the show. You can say, hey, I can know that Shane McMahon won, and so I can talk about it. Sure, yes. right, that's fine. You can say that, but you can kind of say that about anything, right? Like, I could say the same thing if I just read a recap of what happened on Raw and SmackDown this week. Sure. Like if, I, if I just read a recap, I could come up and have conversation about it. I think that it's still, for the sake of what, if we assume that people that are listening want to, to like, they're listening not because... Um, they have nothing better to do with their lives. They're listening because they're looking for analysis and you know thought and conversation based on professional wrestling. I'd like to think that we would have been the ones that would have watched the shows to be able to have something to say about it. Um, and I do. Like think- for example, I think all of us could read on a piece of paper that Randy Orton defeated Triple H, which, by the way, I told you had to happen and would happen. But by the way, we all picked Randy Orton to win. It still didn't have to happen. <laughs> No matter how many times you try to tell that 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 trope, it didn't have to happen at all. <laughs> I had to, sorry. And um, but I think that on paper we could all be like, okay, blah, Randy Orton beat Triple H. Who cares? The match was actually pretty good. Was, I gotta say, it was good. I didn't. It, it was a. It was you know. I'm sure it was a Triple H. Well, <laughs> By the way, oh, oh my God, match. Aaron was about to make a statement as if he had watched no, it. I know. He I was about. It. I was, I was going you, to say man. no. I mean, look, it was a Triple H versus Randy Orton match. Of course, it was fine. It was both. Was it? Night- How fine I, was it, Aaron? I what was no your favorite idea, part? I'm sure it was fine because <laughs> a Triple H and a Randy Orton match is fine. It's been. I've watched every televised. Triple H and Randy Orton match over the past decade, and they've all except been fine, one. and they've all been mostly the same, except for this one. So yes, <laughs> if you want, you're right. If you want to take ten minutes to break down of how a great match it was, I, I will. I, I, will I don't. I didn't. Actually, I didn't actually think it was that great. I thought it was fine. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was it fine. Was, I, I mean, didn't. It was a good match. Yeah. I mean, but but here's the, and, and it actually leads into my opinion for the rest of the show. Um, I'm just. I was just doing it to fuck with Aaron. I don't care. Right. But like. But, but like honestly. So that match was was pretty good. I thought, like, what what did you guys think about the Goldberg match before before things started going wrong? Because I thought it actually was booked pretty well, and then you were kind of like, oh it, man. Like, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and the first few minutes was was interesting. But yeah. Here, here's the thing: you say like. It, the, the problem was the booking. The problem was they booked it to go too long, and then stuff went well, No, no, no. With that wasn't on. the problem. The problem was Goldberg knocked himself out. No, no. The, the problem also was they were gassed. They were also, like, it, it went too long. It was, so there, there were two problems. One, it was too long, and on top of the too long, they knocked each other out. Yeah, I mean, we'll never we'll never know, right, if, they, if he didn't have a concussion, would those things still happen? 
Like, we don't know the answer to that. And you, you could, I think it's valid to say that they could have. Like, that's all valid. Like, it was 100 degrees. They kept talking about how hot it was there, which was super weird. It took Goldberg um, 20 minutes. Like, how uncomfortable yeah. was it when they were playing the music and still just showing shots of the crowd and Goldberg was still five minutes away from hitting the <laughs> ramp? Well, uh, it suppose, was supposedly so part of that was that they, they – when they were cutting to the crowd, it was because he was going a, going through a quick concussion test because he had butted the thing. My God, <laughs> like, like my. That, that was that was the thing is they, they were they were apparently in gorilla like checking him out, making sure he could go out there. Oh my God! Yeah, the, the, apparently he thought I, I, he must have thought that was a push door and not a pull door because he <laughs> head butted the shit out of it oh. and it opened the other direction. What a nightmare! Oh. Like what a nightmare! The, the whole thing. I, like, I don't really have much to say about it because, like, yeah, sure, it's awkward as shit that they knocked each other out. And, they, like, I, I, my expectations for Goldberg versus Undertaker were I don't want to watch this. And so what I got out of it was maybe slightly better than I don't want to watch this. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, I just, the whole thing was such a bad idea. And again, I get it. It's just about money. That's all this is. They're, they need to make their budget for the year, and this is how they can make their budget for the year is by trotting out two people that shouldn't be trotted out to wrestle. Like, I, fine. I, I, it's a weird place where I can defend Aaron and say, this is the thing that if you said, I don't want to watch it, I would say, sure. You don't need to watch. There's nothing to be gained yes. from it. It's going nowhere. It's an exhibition match one time between guys that should not be wrestling. I, I have no interest... Um, most of the fights that Bellator has done with guys that are far past their prime have not interested me, despite the fact that there are names that I loved watching. Their, like, I loved watching Dan Henderson fights when I was younger. I don't want to watch a 50-year-old Dan Henderson. I mean, he might not even be 50 at this point. I don't know how old he is. But I don't want to watch those guys well past their prime continue to fight. That doesn't interest me. I don't watch the Champions Tour golf. Um, I don't really watch golf to begin with, so it's probably a bad comparison. Dan Henderson is 48 years old. He'll be 49 in August. Why would I want to watch Dan Henderson fight at four? What? what? I, You're not going to watch the big three, or you might but a little bit, but for I mean, different at, reasons. At least, yes, at least that's like they're they're sort of soaking in the fact that it's 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 a novelty. Right. Like they're not. They're not trying to pretend like these people are having a. You're legit not. You're not watching it for the epic basketball skill. Right. Like I and I and I haven't watched the big three for what it's worth. Um, these things don't interest me. I like sports because I like watching people that are doing. And in the same way, while I know that professional wrestling isn't sport, um, it is an athletic competition. And for someone like AJ who talks about how much he likes watching the matches, why? If that's what you're watching for, why would you ever watch Goldberg versus The Undertaker? Now, I do like storyline. I mean, I I like telling a story. There was no story to be told between right. The Undertaker and Goldberg. It was an exhibition match that wasn't going to be a good exhibition. Correct. It was random as fuck. It was two guys. This has never happened before. Well, truthfully, we haven't been waiting for it. Like, at least... But when they came out, it felt really big. Like, when I, they came out I, and they were standing the there in the ring... Were like, the entrances were dope. The were That's what I've said for the last... It's been, for the last yeah. few years, I've said, give me Undertaker's entrance, and that's enough. I'm good. <laughs> Have him come out. Yep. Wave. It's Jimmy Dugan. Wave your little hat, right? Like, that's all you need to do. And then <laughs> the way he was back. used at the Raw after Mania was perfect. It's perfection. <laughs> yeah. I do that forever and never have him wrestle. I'm good. I don't need this in my life ever again. Again, I get it. This was all about money. They got their money. Yes. That's what they're doing it for. We can all have our problems with it, but they are not hiding from the fact that this allows them to hit their budget. They have to do this. 
because they're spending a boatload of money on wrestlers that aren't making their way onto television. And so in order to be able to do that, you have to do events like this. I don't like any of it, but this is what it is. What um, What do you guys – how do you guys feel about – basically, it, it seems like online, like Goldberg is taking the, like, brunt of all of this criticism. He shouldn't, and, he shouldn't and be people are a little – well, hold on. But people are not really criticizing Undertaker all that much, as much as we are. Like, if you look at online, it's all about Goldberg. I, I don't. I, don't. Um, I, I, I think. You know who I, I, I don't know. I feel like. like why does Undertaker get a pass? And because all he's this, the Undertaker. Because asking. he's beloved. Because the Undertaker can never do anything wrong. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah, like, that's like, ridiculous, that's, right? Well, I know. Well, and, and it's also, you know what? Goldberg's responding to some of these people. That's yeah, he's engaging. Undertaker doesn't respond. Right. He's engaging. Yeah. Well, and Undertaker was the first person to to do the dangerous move, right? right? Correct. The tombstone came before the jackhammer. So, like, it, and then I've also seen some people suggest maybe the jackhammer was a little bit on purpose, a little bit. But uh, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Know. It's I, I I doubt that's the case. But like, it, it, it's two guys who shouldn't have been in the ring, who shouldn't be in the ring going forward. I, I don't think anybody's really going after Goldberg as much as the idea of Goldberg said he was, reti- you know, at least Goldberg said he retired. And the idea of you have to go and bring him out of retirement for this is fucking ridiculous. Uh, can we, can I tell you who is going after Goldberg? Matt Riddle is going after Goldberg. <laughs> Matt yeah. Riddle is. Yeah. Matt Riddle. Yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. Goldberg ever did to Matt Riddle, but my good. God, Matt Riddle. Dude, did you see the. Goldberg. When when Goldberg pulled out the knee bar, like is this that was like live while because I, I watched the show live, um and and like while I was watching the show live, like that popped up on Twitter of him saying, "What a knee bar, bro! What a knee bar!" <laughs> All right, like, I, I, we're gonna have to let Aaron duck out in a minute. Let me let me get through this. We need to have. I, I hate having the Shane McMahon conversation because the only oh conver- my God. the only what? conversation I want to have is. This is the worst thing ever, but I want to have it, a somewhat nuanced conversation. I think it's great booking. That's the, That's what I want to talk it's about. Great booking for the wrong person. I, I. This is perfect booking. Why in the 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 best argument I can make, right? As I said before, what's perfect booking? Hey, look who's hey, here! Holy hey, fuck! Hey. I didn't know you were alive. The the best argument I can make for the what they're doing with Shane McMahon is what I said before, that in Vince McMahon's mind, in order for Shane to be a nuclear heel forever, right, in order for him to forever be this authority heel guy, you have to do something like this. I, I hope that's the thought behind it. My, my fear is that's not it. Well, but, my fear is that is because that means presumably we're getting Shane for the next five, six years. Shane, Shane, oh, Shane. God, shut Shane, up. Shut Shane, the fuck Shane, up already. Shane. God damn it. I, it. No, but I mean, it, going by your thing is that they have to make him the nuclear authority right, figure going because forward. He's that going means to they be, view him as this. That means he's the, the face of the company for the next five years, and that's such a, <coughs> that's such a nightmare to think about. God, yeah, that is uh, a nightmare Shane to think McMahon about. versus Seth Rollins for the universal title at WrestleMania Book It. <sighs> I, I think it's at this point it's Kofi at SummerSlam, right? I, I mean, if you're doing all this, how could you yeah. not? Like he's how would you have to be? He's gonna beat Kofi, and then he's gonna unify the belts. Oh WrestleMania. my god! <laughs> <laughs> and, and and to piss everybody off even more, he's gonna break up the new day, and Big E is gonna be a heel with him. Jesus Christ! Oh God! When does it? Okay, when does it become? 
this is a very fine line because this is something that we've tapped into a number of times before and we've always made fun of the people that say I won't watch because they always will is this in particular dangerous when it comes to the idea that people will actually turn off I dreaded turning on Smackdown this week I watched it but I I did not feel good about it shut your ass up Eric Man, I don't know, AJ. I don't know, dude. Let me just say this. Shane McMahon was a fourth of the show. That whole segment took 30 minutes between mm -hmm. the the matches and the talking. He's on both shows. When he's sitting down, he's fucking out of breath. When he's sitting down. By the way, credit them for saying maybe we should let him sit down. (laughs) Because I got on late, I wasn't here earlier. Have y'all given... Uh, Shane is props for that good match with Roman. It was fine. It was fine. It no, was... it wasn't fine. It wait, 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 wait. Aaron, how was the match? Yeah, yeah. You don't know. I don't that know. Aaron didn't <laughs> fucking watch because I didn't watch that match. I mean, for fuck's sake. I didn't I watch. Just... I chose to watch something that I would find enjoyable. God, you are a piece of shit, man. You are. You're. You're actually. <laughs> AJ, you missed. You missed. You missed us trashing Aaron for about twenty minutes for not watching the, the show. He's the professional wrestling columnist for a major right. American newspaper, and he didn't watch. You didn't watch any of the show. No, I watched I watch parts I wanted to watch. No, he watched, he watched one match. He watched one match. He watched one match. Of all the things you watched, I know. you watched I know. Goldberg. We've, we've been through this, it was, yes. it's the only th- it's, It was the only match people were talking about after. Like, yeah, dude, it's true. Trust it, me. It's the only tr- match people were talking tr- about tr- after. Trust so me, trust me, bro. I, I have AJ, by, AJ, by people, he means all the people that never watch the show and that's fine and then complain about the again show. we just we just did a whole thing and we didn't talk a, that was the first time we brought up a match so anyway let, let's move past that let's keep on the my, shane thing my, here. my point okay. being yes i i think it's da- i think it's dangerous that when you have them on both shows and it's this bad i think I, it is dangerous i am i aj i'm not i get it like we always make fun of this notion that people are going to turn off but i i agree that it's getting it's getting painful this is not good heat this is not I like rooting against him. This is you're not good at what you're doing and it's tough to watch it. It is it is really really uncomfortable. Like I, I had somebody message me this week. How can you say he's not good at what he's doing after he had a good match with Roman? The match itself was decent. He's not a good performer on Monday and Tuesday nights. He is not good in that role. He does not speak well. He does not deliver good promos. He is out of fucking breath all the time. <laughs> and he's the featured person on both shows. It that, is, I think, is the biggest problem. It is. The, if if it was one a, show, it'd be if one it's such a problem. If, if it's such a problem, then are you st- we still... How long y'all been talking about this? We, did, we just brought this topic up, literally, when you, when you popped on. Yeah. So. Uh, well, then, how long do you think that he's going to get this push? Oh, I'm terrified of how long he's going to be getting this. That's push. what we're talking about. Like, yeah. we, we, I mean, I think this clearly is—he's clearly going into the title picture somewhere at some point. If you, if he's not winning the title, then I question what this was for. Um, uh, to put over the black guy. But did you need Shane McMahon to do that? <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, but no, nah, but that's one way to make sure that nobody cheers of the person facing Kofi. I mean, there's there's something to be said for that. I mean, you're not wrong about that. I don't know that it needed to be Shane McMahon in order for that to happen. I, I think it, le- it needed to be Shane McMahon or Baron Corbin. Otherwise, and this is and, th- and this is where some right. And I want to bring this up because I've had fans message me this week about how trying to compare Baron Corbin to Shane McMahon, and I see no comparison. I think no. Baron Corbin has been great. 
I think Baron has Corbin great. has been excellent. Baron Corbin, it makes me want to hate him. That's his purpose. Like, his purpose is I'm not supposed to like you. I want to root against you. I have at no point on when Baron Corbin's been involved thought, I don't want to watch this. I, I, I don't like Baron Corbin, but that's the point. The point is I'm not supposed to like him. I actually think they have done a great job with Baron Corbin. It's a far different feeling that I have for Baron Corbin than I do for Shane McMahon. Somebody would say that's in part because he's Shane McMahon, because you can't separate your feelings from this person. It's, there's also nepotism involved, whatever it is. It's not. It's, he's not good. This is not a talented person that is getting these opportunities. He's, he's got other things that he's capable of doing, and God bless him. But Shane McMahon, when he is the centerpiece of a segment, it is not a good segment. He is not delivering anything that makes me want to watch, and that's not getting him heel heat. It's not making me want to see him lose. It's making me not want to turn on my TV. It's making me, as Brandon points out, loathe when I get the text from someone that says the first 30 minutes of the show are all about Shane McMahon. I don't want to look up because, oh, my God, it's so bad. It's so painfully bad. And I and, and, then, and then the more you think about it, you stew because you're like, okay, and then you've got guys like Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev that aren't even on the show that are actual good performers, but we've got 30 minutes of Shane McMahon. Give this same booking to Rusev. How amazing would that be? Well, yeah, I mean, it would be phenomenal. But the pro- I, I, t- I'll play AJ's part. At some point, someone, the argument you could make is if someone who was good at this was doing this, there would be the inclination for a certain percentage of wrestling fans to root for them. So, yes. <laughs> I, 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 it's a really fine line. I'd rather it be Baron Corbin. Well, then that's, the, that's what I would come back to. If all of this was Baron Corbin, I'd be fine with it because I still don't think – I think they've done enough that we under no circumstances will we root for him, under no circumstances will he cheer for him. Um, but yet, I still think it would work because we just don't like Baron Corbin. We're inclined to not like Baron Corbin, and I think even if he did a good job at this, we wouldn't be inclined to root for him. You know just so we're all is? clear, earlier this year – Pretty sure you guys complained the reason why Baron Corbin had turned off your TV heat was because they gave him too much TV time and he wasn't good. I disagreed with that. There was that did come up, but I disagreed with it. Now, six months later, all of a sudden he's good. They fixed him. They didn't change shit. He yes, literally they did. did the same beat promo. Kurt Angle no, and they put no, they no, no, Glenn, no, 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 audience boo him the whole time and eggs them on and then has to try to talk over them he's doing the same exact yeah, that thing part is similar doing. i i do i think there's some subtleties he's One, been doing the same thing the, for the, over the a year. favorite you guys are just full of shit no when did no, they start when did they start the favorite son thing yes that was a right, huge it yeah. was a huge change it was a massive change i mean the, the character the character to think, itself to has changed. he got better to think that he sucked as a I didn't say he for the sucked. Last, I said he wasn't to, over. To think that he wasn't over or wasn't good for five years, and then all of a sudden, so you're adding wasn't in the good. Last you're, adding was, you're adding wasn't good. In the last he three wasn't months, over is, is what I said. As a main heel bad guy, he was not over, and now he is. He was over. Face. He was the most booed person leading into WrestleMania. What are you talking about? No, he was easily. Yes, he was well, for, easily. For, and for we can a, go back and watch. No, bigger than Brock Lesnar. Any amount of money. 
Nah, no, it, it, okay, Brandon's right about that. It wasn't more than Brock Lesnar, but we're getting in the weeds. He was certainly booed. He oh, okay, heavily. so he was the second most. He was right. the most booed like, by this actually on TV every week. Right, like he was, he was, he was definitely that. There's no question about that. And again, I, there's twofold. One, as I said at the time, I did think it was a fine line between the two, but I thought they were working the fine line, and that he was a heel and a good heel that I wanted to see lose. And I, that was the argument that I made at the time. I think it's continued that way. My feelings about Baron Corbin haven't changed. Now, I get it. There are a lot of people that just genuinely don't think Baron Corbin's any good. I, I think that they are conflating their Kevin opinions. Kevin Gill thinks Baron Corbin is the worst wrestler on planet Earth. Right. I think they're conflating their opinions about Baron Corbin's character with Baron Corbin the worker. I think that Baron Corbin's character has been almost flawless for a little while after eight rebrands uh, every time they did a new right. package for him right. after eight rebrands i think they've almost gotten to a flawless hateable character like he is genuinely hateable detestable and i like yeah. that about him i have never been a doubter of baron corbin look i don't think he's a, a hoss i don't think he's a great worker but i think that he does uh the level of work that's necessary for that character. I absolutely think that if Baron Corbin was facing off with Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam, they could work a great program together. I know that wouldn't make sense at the moment, given all the circumstances, but they could work a great character. Or if it was Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins going into SummerSlam, they could work a great program together where you genuinely hate Baron Corbin, and if Baron Corbin somehow came out as champion, you would buy into it, it would be believable, and you would still tune in because you wanted to see Baron Corbin get his comeuppance in the following months. I don't feel that way about Shane McMahon. I I don't want to see him get his comeuppance because I don't want to see him. I, I, I just don't want him on my television. I don't want to watch someone who's who's not good at this. It's not Here's the problem. Here's the problem with all this is that like it's exactly what AJ said. It's the matches are good. So like because the matches are good, like they don't see this as a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I genuinely feel like they can't see through, okay, there's a couple bad promos or, like, cringeable segments, but then he delivers in the match. So, like, you know, if they came out and had and did some of the stuff that Goldberg and Undertaker did, I don't know if we keep seeing this. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, sure. I, right. Do we have official times on what was longer, the match or the entrances? Oh, I had to be the entrance with all that. The pause they had to take. With the pause they had to take for Goldberg, it had to be the entrance. I, I, I think I saw it was something like 12 and 10, especially something along those lines. I mean, my God, it was it was painful. Amazing. I, I get what you're Amazing. saying. I do get what you're saying, Brandon. I understand what you're saying. And yes, it is part of the problem. And, and I would argue that it's why you could, you could still make Shane work as someone who is involved at SummerSlam and WrestleMania and doing sort of the Triple H schedule and having a couple of matches here and there and otherwise not being the centerpiece of a show. But that, but doesn't that only but you, work but here's a, a face? But here's the no. Like, y'all don't, Two give shows. Shane, y'all don't give yes. Shane enough credit. And the fact that, like, Shane arguably had the second best match at WrestleMania this year. Yes, I, I said that he did. Yes. He had, he had arguably the best match at WrestleMania when I went to see him in Dallas versus AJ Styles. Argue, you could argue. I, I, I mean, wouldn't uh, argue I mean, with not, that, not Dallas. Not Dallas. Dallas is when he fought Undertaker. But the match we had with yeah. AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, you can't say that he, that he doesn't deserve to be in these spots. Like, when he right. gets put in big time he, spots. He, he, he deserves to get the matches. He doesn't deserve That's to get the centerpiece two of a television show. Segments right. a week, you know, and, and on both shows. And to me, that's the biggest thing. Is like, 
whenever something was bad, at least, you know, you knew, okay, it would be bad on Raw, he wouldn't be bad on, you know, he wouldn't be on SmackDown, whatever it happened to be. This is a problem when he's the centerpiece of both shows. And, it's well, can we, and, we, and maybe this also leads to, like, I don't know if it's a problem as much as it's just what they're doing. If we, if we back up at the bigger picture and see what they're doing right now, which is basically they're telling you, these are the 10 guys, right? It's like 10 people or 12 people. And they're, and they're telling you because they're putting on both shows. And they're saying, these are, this is, these are the guys. And he happens to be one of them. And it's more magnified with him because the segments have been kind of bad. Yeah, but like it's an overall issue. Well, right that, now that, that is an over, that is an overall people. issue. But I, I do think there's still two separate issues. And I, I want to go back to something that you were talking about, AJ, which is you're right about him having those great matches. But you don't think that Shane McMahon is John Cena, do you? In like, what aspect? That John Cena, <laughs> you could you could dislike John Cena. Brandon, I'm just trying I'm trying to get a clarification of a question. Oh that's no, no, I know it's just hilarious. What, 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 what I'm saying that's is that how, that's how words and John John Cena could be the cent- could be the centerpiece of every show because it made sense. He was John Cena, right? Like, of course, he's going to be the centerpiece of every show. The same way that, frankly, Seth Rollins probably should be the centerpiece, or Roman Reigns should be the centerpiece of every show at this point. Because week in and week out, everything they do, even when sometimes it's cringy, even when you think their lines aren't that great, even when sometimes you think it's a little bit caricature-y, they're doing it all. The work they're doing is perfect. They're going out and but, delivering. But they're knocking like, it out of why, the park. Why all of a sudden is it, like... There's been times where the show's based around fucking Vince and the show's based around Triple H. But you can't compare and Vince. Or Vince and Triple H are, are generally are, are, good at what they do. They're incredible performers. Like, Vince isn't one of the greatest performers that the company's ever had. Like, as, as much as people not might not. Not in the ring. Not in the ring, but on a, Vince, and, and by the way, if Vince was having multiple matches, I'd be annoyed with that, too. Yeah, that would, that would well, be. Because Vince that would be can't work. Match. Right, correct. But, okay. I think, but I think that's I think that speaks to what w, what we expect WWE to to produce, and that's and that's that like obviously like the character work is as important, if not more, sometimes right. than the matches. So right, to you losers, if, no, 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 wait, wait a second. Wait, no, when eighty five percent of what we see of Shane is these promos, right. you know, it's it's eight segments for every one match or so. I don't want. I, I don't like that ratio yeah, where I, I'm getting eight bad segments to one good match. Yeah, that doesn't work out. Like that math isn't okay. And, well, and the, the sad part is, like some of these segments, if they would, if if they were edited correctly, wouldn't be bad. Like like him him giving the spear to Reigns and doing the hua and all that. Like that's actually pretty good. But like it's when they're sitting there doing Q and A's for 25 minutes. Like that's when it starts to feel like he can't. He just can't do that. He gets into the you know. He's, you know, you know that, that, he's you know, not his father well, in that that's way. When, you know, you you, it, you don't punch someone's father, you know. Right. You know, like, it's doing that shit. Like, that's when And it's there's like, awkward silences, and there's, it's yes. just, it's bad. It's very bad. If and those again, segments were half as long, they pro- we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Maybe. You know, the, I, I, I think anytime he, it's, he's just not that performer. He's not good with a microphone in front of him. He's not. And that's okay. Not everybody is. And in the same way that, Clearly, because of a language barrier, you probably wouldn't have Shinsuke Nakamura do that. You shouldn't be. You should play to your performer's strengths. There are some yes. guys that are really good at that, and let them be those guys. There are other guys that can put on matches and also happen to be the the son of the chairman, right? And you <laughs> can use them in that role. 
But this is not the role for him. It's unbelievably clear. He cannot be the centerpiece of a show. It's not watchable. It's bad. It's it's not John Laurinaitis. It's not he's got an awkward voice. It's he can't do this. And I, it's a shame because you want him to be Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon was so good in this role. But he's just not Vince McMahon. Like, he's not. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have other strengths. It yeah, mean- about 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like 20 minutes so far talking about Shane McMahon. Because he's the centerpiece of two TV shows. Because it's a fifth of the programming on WWE this week. (laughs) Right. Like, that's what we're with. uh, I'm saying you wonder why they put him on TV so much. Y'all talking about him. No, we're talking about him because they put him on TV so much. If they put somebody else on TV so much, we talk about that guy. It's the chicken and the egg philosophy here. Like, we have to talk about what they did. We don't get to write it. That's exactly part of the problem here, too. Is that that? That's what they're saying. It's like, well, everybody's talking about it. People are like, God, that's, saw, that's my entire point. No, if but that's the wrong. It's wrong. If, if you get wrong, because like we, we, we have about to talk Roman about when what Roman was an hour. Show. Yeah, right, right. So, like, like we're if, if anyone had an hour show. out of five hours of programming, we would have okay, to talk. Just about so we're all clear. Just so we're all clear, we once had a show where we didn't even like. Uh, talk about the picks we made for the pay-per-view that had just passed. So we clearly don't have to talk about everything. Yes, if there's something happened. else that happened, we would talk about that instead. We don't just make up topics. This is what happened. Like, if 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 yesterday um, there had been breaking news that um, uh, John Cena had signed with AEW, our lead story this week would probably be John Cena signing with AEW. This is what happened this week in WWE, so we're referring to it. It's not because they did something good. It's because it's what they did. It's what we've got, and we're talking about it. So, yeah, that's that, like, that element that Brandon brings up that perhaps they think it's justified because, look, everybody's talking about Shane McMahon is dangerous. Brandon so- brought that up? No, no, no. But he said that there that the concern the reason is they, they don't see there's a problem. They don't think the, it's a their problem. Their argument against anyone who would say what we're saying is, well, look, everyone's talking. In fact, someone on Twitter that I think Aaron follows too laid it out pretty nicely. It was just like, oh, well, they're booing, so that's a reaction. Or, yes. oh, did you see that? It was like a whole three tweet yeah. series short, of short of no sound and people turning off the TV. We're probably going to get more shame. Yes. Oh God. I don't want to think about it. That's not a world I want to live in. All right. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, do me a favor. Um, you got five minutes. Uh, wait, what do you need real quick? I want to, I want to, I want to talk about some things that are non-WD. No, we got, we need five, five, five. Well, we got a whole second segment to do. We got a whole second segment to do. We need to talk about shame for five minutes. No, I don't want to do that. Lord knows. Um, we got a whole second. Sure seems like it. Lord fucking Christ. I don't want to talk about (laughs) Shane McMahon for five (laughs) seconds. By the way, I'd love to not do the podcast in the Shane McMahon weeks. Um, I don't want to. I've been this. on this show for twenty minutes and I have not talked about anything with shaving man. Well, because you, you were, because you welcome to WWE television. Yeah. And by the way, that's exactly right. And also, it's because you slept through the first twenty minutes of the show. For the I record, I didn't sleep through anything. I was, <laughs> I was editing. I was editing footage and shooting a video. Unlike uh, you guys, I'm talented. Oh. oh. All right. Uh, let me take a break here. We'll come back and do segment number two, and then I'm going to bring Aaron back at the end of the show. That's the way it's going to work. All right. Um, oh, also, also, I would love to point out that motherfuckers. I just read the text. Text me an hour before the show, saying, "Yo, we've done we the show at the same time the for the last month." <laughs> uh, let's, let's do wow, it. Did I not? Did I not I'm say? Not, I knew like, that was coming. I knew. If you'll never the listen fuck? to the, you'll never listen to the start of this show. But if you did, sorry, you would hear sorry, me. I don't sit on my hands. You would hear me predict. Like you, you would hear me predict that exact thing if you were to listen to the start of the show. <laughs> yeah, All right. Anyway, we'll grab a break. We'll come back in. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron, and he's.
the main event. AJ Francis, this is jobbing out. This is Ross Grimsley with a reminder to all my baseball friends out there that I'm now part of the Press Box podcast team. Catch my take on the O's and whatever's going on in this great game of baseball. We'll also touch base with some of my old friends and teammates. Tune in every Tuesday morning or listen anytime at PressBoxOnline.com slash Ross Grimsley Show. There it is. John Bernthal's from around here, isn't he? Isn't he from like DC or somewhere like that? Am I right? Am I crazy? John Bernthal, I'm looking that up right now. Back in here, segment number two, jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Lincoln. He's from Washington DC. You're right. Look at that. Look at that. I know something. Where did he go to high school? Where did he you know to? things. I know things. Where did John Bernthal go to high school? He Let's went see. to. Sidwell Friends School. He went to Sidwell Friends School. Yes, he's definitely he's the Punisher. Yes, he's white. Well, come on, you know who I'm talking about. Um, so right. that's what I'm saying. I was going to say he either went to Sidwell Friends or he went to Wilson. That, right. <laughs> that is true. All right, uh, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and the main event. AJ Francis. Uh, Aaron had to duck out for a bit. He'll rejoin us a little bit later. Um, all right, so as far as the rest of the week is concerned, because I refuse to talk anymore about Shane McMahon, as far as the west, rest of the week is concerned, I think the thing that we need to discuss the most, I, I remember feeling apprehensive about the 24-7 belt. And it is amazing. I'm sure that at some point I will feel apprehensive about it again. But I think this is a... As soon as it's off our truth, you'll hate it Exactly again. right, exactly right. I think this needs to become a credit where credit's due type of scenario. What they have done has been really quality television programming. They have and made by the, by an, the way, the mo- they are the most streamed uh, video clips on WWE's right. uh, YouTube channel. I are all the twenty four seven segments? There's the stats were released. And I guess my question is: Is this just because it's our truth and he's just so good, and it's a reminder of why they should have been more in on our truth? As I've been saying forever for his entire career or is it you could make this concept work with anyone because the content you know the idea of wrestlers having to defend a belt at any place at any time can work with anyone uh, i'm not gonna it say anyone it can work with i won't say anyone it work it can work with a lot of people but our truth is the cream of the crop in this yes situation. no doubt no I'm doubt with about AJ. that i'm with aj i think Certain people like Heath Slater, you could probably make this work with Heath Slater, right? Like, I, I, I think there are certain guys like like I don't think and, and they could change my mind on this. So AJ in three weeks when they do it and, and I look like, you know, don't say that I I changed my opinion. I'm just I just don't see a path right now where they could make this serious and good. Um, but they could, but and, I, and they could surprise me. I think it's more this kind of segment, like this kind of entertaining, sort of funny thing. And I think certain personalities play into that better than others. So, like, but then, like, I mean, they could take someone who's completely serious, as they've shown us in the past, right? And and make it funny. You right, know, like, like Jinder Mahal right now is like pretty good. He's great. This, you know, great. now, but Cesaro is that type of person too, right? Yes. That like you yes. can. Seamus. Sure. I, I yeah. guess my um, the bigger point I'm making is I I would have argued for years you should have just been doing an R Truth segment on TV on every show every week right like he's that good 
he is that talented of a human being that you should have figured out a way to have an R-Truth segment of some sort on every TV show you've done for the last 20 years. Um, is, is he did his heel turn. What's that? And all the little Jimmy stuff. It was great. Like, it was... From, from that, but from then on, everything he did was gold. I mean, I, I don't know if I realized how good he was until that. Um, that's when I realized it. Okay, mate. I think I was on board a little bit sooner than that, but I, you was know, was that like, like 10 years ago? It was a long time ago, dog. It was like it's been a minute. <laughs> it um, was 2011. Yeah, it's so been it was, it's been eight, a while. For 8 years. So, give me a, a little bit no, of No, I'm not I've I'm not knocking you. I'm, this isn't, I'm not knocking you. I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Like I'm I'm such an obsessed R truth fan and have been for a very long time that like I like I know we do that as a bit when I talk about that with like Tony Storm or with Juice Robinson, but that's actually the case. Like our truth has been why I love wrestling for a very, very long time. Um, I I don't know if what we're getting is the thing that I think they should have been doing, which is just giving a talented person a segment and building a talented person or a segment around a talented person, or if it's transferable and you say, hey, look, we can do this with our truth for a little while, but then perhaps it gets stale and we need to do it with somebody else. And whether or not it's still as good as it's been. Because I think we're all in agreement. It has been as good as anything they've done on TV during the stretch of the last... It's been really, really good Dude, content. Jinder Mahal pinning him on the tarmac. And awesome. then And then And then him pinning Jinder while he was sleeping. And then hiding in the... Um, the baggage compartment, the overhead baggage. I mean, all of this stuff. I can't believe, and maybe they tricked me and they didn't really do it, but it appeared that they really did that segment while the air, the plane was flying. I mean, they definitely where, passed it off as they did. I, you're where right. The people were chasing him around the plane. Like, holy right. shit. It seems like they couldn't do that on a, on a flying plane, but like, <laughs> if they didn't, they did an amazing job of making me believe that they did. Because I absolutely had that same feeling of like they couldn't have done this, right? Like there's just no way that they could right, have like, done this. It's so like, listen, pilot, here's what we're gonna do. Right. Fifteen wrestlers are gonna be running like, through your no airplane trying to fight each other. That. There's no way. It's great. It's it's phenomenal content. Um uh the word is, and again, AJ you'll like this because people like the the word is that while it wasn't Vince's idea, he ran with it. Like then they the, when the writers presented it to Vince and said, we think this is something that we could get people to watch ev- all, all the time and could also create good web content. Not only did he not balk at it, he started to work on it to add layers in which it could be even better. So for all the things that people yeah, beat Vince up... because Vince is a fucking genius. So for all the things that people beat up Vince McMahon about, like I give him a great deal of credit. Um, this is this was a good idea that I was nervous about, and that we all kind of. Just imagine. I just I just need people to conceptualize this. This has always been so funny to me. Imagine having the longest running episodic television shows, two of them, in history, and your fans who watch the shows consistently tell you you don't know what you're doing. Just imagine the idiocy of that for a second. I, again, I, I think there is I think there's room for an in-between between those two things. I yes. Like, is there room for an in-between I think between the longest running episodic television shows in history? But, they beat out Tombstone. Okay. Did did Michael Jordan ever have an off night? 
Yeah. What? I mean, like, but nobody, but nobody. And when Michael Jordan had an off night, nobody was like, "Oh, Michael Jordan sucks. He's lost touch." I with mean, the they game. actually <laughs> people were saying that shit all the time. Yeah, did you? Did you? We, we just don't remember it. I mean, well, I, I definitely remember when he played That's for the Wizards. Like, I thousand percent remember when he played for the Wizards. That was literally yes. the only thing anybody said about him at that point in Correct. his life. Yeah, that, during the during the Wizards, I'm talking about like. In his, I'm talking about like but that's Michael the whole Jordan point of this. But no, like, we, we what can. If this is Michael Jordan on the Wizards right now, right? We can make like, this. What if that, that, there can be a comparable. I agree. What with if you're just being a stupid idiot? It could be both, and that was the point of me saying there's saying room for gray right. area. I'm just saying this is what people are saying. I think, and I'm saying that you and them are dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm just pointing out something. People, I'm not agreeing with them. I'm just. We're, that's what the show I, is, right? We right. say this think, is what people are talking about. I think. I um, think there can be room for there to be some some truth to both. I think that can be fair. I and certainly wrong. AJ, you are entitled to your opinion as well. We wrong. are all. <laughs> it's wrong. No, like. The man just got a Billy from Fox, and you're telling me I what understand he's doing. that. You're fucking stupid. I'm not saying you're stupid. stupid. I didn't say. Did motherfuckers, motherfuckers, you I, make thirty grand. Did a I year say he was? About, did I say he was? Talking about oh, Mr. Man, don't know what he's doing. First he's of got all, a first billion of all, dollars. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Fox. Did you say thirty grand a year? It's thirty-three, yeah. and I'd appreciate a little respect. Okay? I wasn't talking yeah. about you, but you know, goods and conscience, whatever. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, look. by the way, by the way. Uh, Matthew Riddle has been killing Twitter this well, week. He's been amazing. Yes, he's been absolutely. Somebody, amazing. somebody said um, something about Lacey Evans, uh, which I take offense to. <laughs> of course, uh, of course, sandbagging Bailey on the Bailey to Belly or whatever. Yeah, that wasn't great. That was not great. No, it wasn't. No, I got to admit that was bad. She's had a but, a couple of. Yes. Like I was, you know, it's funny. I did not realize how many people were down on her as a performer. I thought as a performer, and maybe it's just we didn't. She's good. I mean, everyone's going to make mistakes. Right. I didn't say what I was about to say, but I'm just, I'm just saying, everyone's going to make mistakes. And, um, and she was a fast track to the main roster a little bit. And I think that this is what I'm going to point out. I think that we're seeing where it might be a mistake that she didn't have more takeover matches. Yes. Um, I agree. I, or I, any, did she have any takeover I, I matches? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, question, man. I don't um, even know if she had one, if she did, it was one, but like, well, Matt Riddle replied, she must have watched super showdown. Uh, man, that's good. That's a, that's good. That's very good. That's very good. Um, anyway. new tag titles. Uh, look, I mean, yes. they weren't doing anything with Ryder and Hawkins. So like, you know right. why? Why wouldn't you do this? That makes all the sense in the world. Um, also, you don't want to have them. This it's a good in between for giving the Usos the belts is to have uh, a heel tag team take them, and then that sets up. I, I would actually hope that they would go a little while this time before they have the Usos. Like I think that this could be a big SummerSlam moment to have the yeah. Usos regain the belts. There, I would not be in a rush to have the Usos just take the belts back in two weeks. I think that would be a mistake. And plus they've been using these guys in the in your favorite storyline or that? half of your favorite storyline with Shane. Jesus Christ. Um, but they've had the, the bloodline, you know, with the Usos right. and Roman, which I think is pretty cool. I, I think they should keep doing that. But, you know, they are on two different shows. But who cares? No, that's not a thing. Because there's, not, there's no such thing, Brandon. There is no such thing as two different <laughs> that's shows. That's not a thing. There's not a thing. Um... I did think it was interesting this week that they did not cancel the SmackDown house show and that they did not have every single SmackDown talent on Raw this week. Um, that was an interesting. Who was difference. it? By the way, there was a hilarious moment on Monday where they said somebody came. Was it was it Kevin Owens who came out and they brought? Yeah. He was like taking advantage of the wild card rule and like the way that that was worded. Uh, 
I had this hilarious. And he thought said. Of, he said. He said, or whatever, whatever, that, whatever that is. Right. Like I was yeah. just like, Jesus Christ, the wild card rule. They're still trying and to do Smackdown. That. Well, Smackdown, they did the same thing. Like right at the beginning of the show, there was someone. Yeah. Was it the Miz? It was the Miz. Yeah. The Miz is here just to host. Uh, your favorite segment. Well, let's let's not go down that road again. But yeah, yeah, it's but it, it's super. That was the thirty minute segment. But no, it, you're it, right. It started Brandon. out with them saying the Miz was here from Raw on, right. on the wild card. That role. is that is interesting. They didn't like that. They're trying to say. And again, I've always thought this was an issue. Like they don't want to give up shows and gates. Like it, it's an awkward spot to be in, and we'll see how it flushes out. I continue to be told that they don't know that they nobody knows yet what this is going to look like come November. Um, I I've. I think that my theory that Roman Reigns is going to be on every TV show is a pretty safe theory, right? Like yes. the sense that I've gotten from the people. Fuck that you, Brandon. Are that except for the one? Right, <laughs> he wasn't on Raw this one, week, though. The one goddamn show that Brandon bet him on. Um, no, I, the second one now. This is. I guess this that's is the two, first yeah. time he hasn't been on Raw since then. Yeah, I guess so. It's two shows now. I do still get the sense, and like nobody's told me that's decided, but like the way two shows in ten fucking years, and those are the only two. Those are the only two. <laughs> Um, but I do still get the sense that like the, they don't, they just don't know. Like nobody has been told exactly how that thing is going to play out. And that is still a breathing kind of organism at the moment in trying to figure out how they're going to handle that, uh, moving forward. And that's, again, that's fine. I actually am not the, as I said before, the only issue with this is that it's more time for that same group of 12 guys that you talked about, Brandon, and less time for other people that we think are super talented that we want to see on TV. Um, that's that's the reality. Like that's that's where you're at. Is if you're gonna keep giving more and more TV time to the same groups of guys, that's less TV time for the same people that we think should be getting some TV time. Like, I think Ember Moon should get some more TV time. Where's it gonna come from? Like, hey, they broke her Nintendo Switch. God damn it. Ah, ah. So now we know that we got that going for us. <laughs> um, I also we need to talk about something, and I wish Aaron was here for this because because we could have a lot of fun even with him too. But Stomping grounds, taking was it <laughs> kicking ass and taking names? Not great. That's what we're That's saying not now. Great. That's not great. It's really bad. It's very very they bad. Said, listen, not only did the announcers say it, they made poor Roman Reigns say this, which like they need they need to stop telling him to say shit like that. Like Reigns is working. Not, I'm confused. They, they've they've now changed stomping. Well, they officially put it on the logo, but every time they talk about stomping grounds now, they say stomping grounds, uh, taking kicking asses and taking names. That's what they say every for every mention of the show. I get that. The problem is what it's horrible. It's a very famous tagline, but it's really bad. I mean, this is it, like a really it, bad. It really, it wasn't bad the last twenty-five years. People used it. You're just complaining because WWE did it. No, it's always no. been. It's it reached a, a, a level of corny. There are phrases that reaches a, reach a level of corny that you wouldn't like. You just, just so we're all clear. The two of you are trying to tell me what's corny. No, no, no. I'm telling you that you wouldn't say that. I know you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You know, you're clever. You're talented. You wouldn't. You wouldn't walk in and have your tagline to something be that. I know you. You're a clever, th- clever, thoughtful and then, person. And then they made Shane I mean, and Roman. The show that I'm the main event of this week is literally called Sausage Slam. But again, <laughs> that's clever. That's wonderful. It's Sausage Slam. That's perfect. Who wouldn't the want to go to a show? Stomping Grounds. Like, why Which do you, you already know is a dumb name. Yeah, it. it's a dumb name you to know? begin with, Stomping Grounds. 
Um, yeah. Sausage Slam is perfection. I would like if you told me if a friend of mine said I'm hosting a Sausage Slam on Saturday, I would say what time I will be there. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. Yes. That's clever and thoughtful. This is not clever and thoughtful. It's corny. Now, again, part of the problem, and it's the bigger problem. The bigger problem is there's nothing they could do to it. Stomping Grounds is such a bad name to begin with, you, you can't save it with anything. There's nothing you could say after that point. That, I just don't understand why we haven't got Great Balls of Fire again. I don't disagree with that. That's the best one ever. I don't disagree with that either. But I look forward to Greatest Balls of Fire next year in Saudi Arabia. Um, oh my God, that would be fantastic! I really, I really would be angry if they don't do that. Like, I really badly want them to do greatest balls of fire. Like, so why is Renee able to do commentary, but the girls aren't allowed? To I wrestle? get the sense that they don't put her on the screen. Um, they did on the. Oh, well, you mean in the arena? In the I'm arena, sorry. right? I didn't in know the what arena. You meant. Sorry. Um, one of so the first time they went. Remember, the problem was in the pre-roll video. Um, there were women in the pre-roll video that aired in the arena, and they had to apologize to the Saudi government because of that. Jesus Christ. That, I think, is the difference. That women are allowed to be there, like they're allowed to be in the audience, but they're not allowed to be shown on the screen. That's, that, I, like, that's the sense that I've... It's insane, right? Like It makes no effing sense whatsoever. Um, but the whole thing makes no effing sense, right? Like, like, like the, the real question we're asking is, why couldn't... So the story is that the WWE tried again to get. Why them would to you a- not want to? I'm, 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 I'm genuinely asking a question here. Right. Have they seen the women that are I, in WWE? I'm, Why I'm, would you not want to see them? AJ, I am with you. It is a, it is a cultural <laughs> thing that I will never understand. They have beautiful Sasha. women there too that they still shit on. You know what Sasha. I mean? Sasha, I'm with you, bro. Lacey, I'm, I'm with you. I... Alicia Fox. So the word was the iconic. They, Alicia Fox. Uh, 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 Natalia and Alexa Bliss were sent over in with WWE's hopes that they could change the Saudi government's mind and let them have a match. And frankly, if that were to happen, WWE could then, from a public relations standpoint. It would be a massive win for them to turn around yeah. and say, we've made a cultural change in this place, right? Like, it would be a huge public relations win for the WWE if they could get a women's match on one of these shows. And it wouldn't maybe justify the blood money that they've taken. It certainly doesn't make it okay that Saudi Arabia just, you know, murders people. But, like, it would still be a victory for WWE that they could hang, you know, and say, look, we've done something. We've made there be progress, to no one's surprise, like, I can't believe they put the women on the plane to Saudi Arabia in hopes that, like, oh, this thing that we've never allowed anyone to do? Well, now that you put them on a plane, sure, we'll just go ahead and let them wrestle a match. Like, that part of the story is insane to me. Like, it's insane to me that they thought three days ahead of time, maybe we could talk these people into it. Like, this thing that they've never allowed to have happen ever in the history of humanity. Like, that... That part was a bit far-fetched. But I, I get why they're trying. I certainly understand why they're trying, and I, I hope that maybe what, maybe in their minds, by, like, by trying to force the issue this time, perhaps it's just bringing up a bigger conversation that could happen next time. I don't know. You know maybe that's what went here. But like when, when where reports were coming out that like the women were on the plane and this thought that like there was going to be a match that was going to occur, I just that was wildly getting ahead of ourselves like it was getting wildly ahead of ourselves based on everything we know about the kingdom of saudi arabia and their feelings about this particular topic which 
yes to AJ makes no effing sense whatsoever. But, um, you know, as you pointed out before, there are things that we do in this country that uh, we're not exactly proud of either. So that's that's where yeah. we're at. Well, we also, we also got no R-Truth on the show, um, other than the clips from the Internet that, that had already been right. streamed. And, and, like, what I, you know, of course, without anyone knowing anything, they tried to imply that it was because he was black, which is not why they didn't put him on the show. There's, I mean, Titus O'Neil's on the show. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But um, but it was because apparently they said that bookers didn't under like they were like oh people just be trying to pin him the whole time so we can't put him in the rumble it's like that's exactly why you put him in the rumble yeah or it, in the it, battle royal right the argument is it makes the battle royal more interesting right because like, it was awful the battle royal was not very but, good but what did you uh, what the battle royal was terrible it was it was one of those boring things I've ever seen you guys uh, thought that was good I, I don't know the, that. I, the end of it was fucking fantastic. The end was fine. I'm talking about the tw- 25 minutes before that, but where they were just throwing guys out for no like reason. 12 minutes. It did and feel like I'm exaggerating. It, I'm just saying it, it did feel like the, the majority of the match was boring. Well, but that's you couldn't uh, even tell what people were doing. Like, just let's just throw guys out one after I, okay, the other. For I think no reason. I think there's something to what you're saying. I do think there's something to what you're saying. I think it's twofold. I that was my expectation because it. Right. It was meaningless, right? Like, this is what I always come back to. I didn't even know 50 people could stand in the ring. I, I, I am. It's crazy. To I, see that. I would really like to know whether or not that ring was slightly larger. You know what I mean? Like, I would really like to know if they just brought in, like, a slightly larger ring for this one show. I don't think it was slightly larger, but I think it was definitely reinforced. Well, there's a thousand percent. It had to be reinforced for 50 dudes. Um, I, I just had no expectations for it. It was just. Now, I was. If you want to say it was disappointing, I would have at least expected there, as we alluded to a week ago, I would have thought there would have been like a, a former wrestler or two that perhaps would have, you know, like showed up. Um, yeah. That like you didn't even get that. Like, but like the art, like some some R Truth stuff, you know what I mean? Like, Authors of Pain are in there. We haven't seen them in months. But if like if if the purpose of this was again twofold, one being they had to to say this is so insane. They're negotiating with crazy people. They're negotiating with people that wanted to have the ultimate warrior in a match because they didn't know right, he was right. dead, right? Like, you you have to somehow sell these people that what you're doing is... Wait, wait, wait. Did you wait. not know that? <laughs> wait. Did, wait, did you not know that? Did they say Andre, too? Absolutely. The first yeah. time... What? W- yes, when the yeah, WWE... Yeah, they thought they asked for Andre and Ultimate Warrior at the initial oh my God. show. They did not ask for this two is, dead people this to is have why, This is why the main events have all been, you know, like, we need to have Shawn Michaels back. Like, the, the Saudis are very direct. And it, it kind of makes sense. Like, you're in a part of the world where you're a little... You're a few years behind, right? So... They want the stars of a decade ago. They want the stars of two decades ago. They want the stars of the past because that's 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 who they know, right? Like that's sort of who they're familiar with. So you're dealing with people that aren't are kind of insane. <laughs> like they're just kind of insane when it comes to this type of stuff. So they needed to sell them something. Well, so how how so how would you book Andre the Giant versus Ultimate Warrior right that's now? That's a great question. That is an amazing question. Um, who goes over? Wow, I would think Father Time. That's yeah, oh God! Uh, if you if you were booking a 2019 Ultimate Warrior Andre the Giant match, I would assume I mean, you probably book it exactly how they booked. Yeah, <laughs> Goldberg versus Taker. Yeah, well, you book it. You book it the way they booked it in the 90s, which was like uh, 
punch, punch, clothesline, clothesline, big splash, pin. Yeah, that's I mean, probably that was, about right. that was what the matches were pretty that's much. I don't right. think he slammed him. I don't think Andre let him slam him. I think they saved that for Hogan yeah, only. But yeah. um, it was like a five minute match if you want to give it that but right. like the actual action was like a minute of action did did uh ultimate warrior gorilla press andre the giant above his head no no <laughs> no not something not something that occurred no he did the soul he did the shoulder uh tackle. like a, yeah the shoulder tackle and then the big splash but it was like andre would get a few punches in he'd shake the ropes Duck under, clothesline, duck under, clothesline, shoulder tackles, big splash, victory. Or they do some kind of DQ stuff. I just I watched that Ultimate Warrior movie. Uh, that It was like that hit piece it they was... put out before they made up with them. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and Bobby the Heenan, there was a whole... destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and there was a whole section about those matches, about how basically like every night that they did those matches, the Warrior would run into him 100 miles an hour, and eventually Andre just put his fist up and knocked him out. Um, oh, which is a really cool story, Jeez. but um, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. All right, um, boy, I, I want to. We got to talk to Chef, so that's coming up, and I want to get Aaron back in here because I want to talk about some other things going on in the world of pro wrestling. Talking to who? Not well, Chef. He's a big. He's a big movie coming out. Well, actually, you know what's really funny? It's not a joke. The new the so the, so Shaft is coming out on Friday. The new like the the son Samuel L. Jackson's son, who's like the new Shaft that they're introducing in this movie, is an actor named Jesse T. Usher. And a week ago, somebody that's called. That's really his son. Well, it's not actually his son. It's the it's, in the movie. It's okay. the right. So there's the original Shaft. Is it Usher Raymond's son? Is no, not right? Usher Raymond's son. Um, there's the, <laughs> there's the original Shaft. Then there's oh, Brandon would book Usher Raymond a bit. Continue. Well, hang on. He played like arenas, dog. Like he was a pretty fucking big deal. You're goddamn right, yeah. it would. Yeah. I would, Usher I would actually go had see. a really good album last year. The album he dropped with Zaytoven called A. Oh, okay. Really good. I would listen. I loved Usher, bro. I would listen to that. Um, but anyway, so there's the original Shaft, Richard Roundtree, right? And they did these uh-huh. movies recently, and Samuel L. Jackson was his nephew. Samuel L. Jackson's right. character was the original Shaft's nephew. So the right. new character that like isn't Shaft, but is like the new Shaft character is played by this guy, Jesse T. Usher, who's been in a bunch of things, but this is his first like major starring role. And, and so, all three of them are in it, right? Yes, all three of them are actually in the movie. Yeah. So like last week, a buddy of mine calls me and is like, hey, man, uh, could you do me a favor? I need you to put on the star of the new Shaft movie. And like I had this moment where I'm like, you want to put fucking Samuel L. Jackson on my show? <laughs> like, yeah. And then he was like, no, 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 uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Should have. And I'm like, oh. And this guy was cool too, and I didn't know he was from Maryland, so it's like that's actually very cool that um, the new the new guy that's like the new Shaft is from Maryland. But I was like pissing Can my you pants. Dig it? There was a little bit of a mislead in the way the question was asked. Was can you put the star of the new Shaft movie on? Like, holy fuck, I'm getting Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my god, uh, the, the the that was that was a bit misleading. All right, we'll talk to Shaft from Defy. We'll talk to him next, and then uh, we will talk a little bit more about what's been going on this week in the world of pro wrestling. I'm uh, Glenn. He's Brandon. Brandon. Why did I do that? Brandon. He's Brandon, and he's the main event.
AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. One third of crash fatalities in Maryland are due to impaired driving. Don't be a statistic. Be legendary. What does it mean to be legendary? It means always making a plan to choose a sober driver or be one. Never drinking, then getting behind the wheel. Making sure to get a ride for yourself and your friends if needed. Always speaking up and taking the keys from an impaired driver. Remember, sober drivers save lives. This safety message is brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation. Visit BeLegendaryMD.com. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark and Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Aaron, um, you have been raving about our next guest for a very long time. Why are you so impressed by this dude? You know, when I went out to Seattle back in September, got to see the Defy show, there were a bunch of people I didn't know. Of course, Jeff Cobb was on that show, Matt Cross, and then there were a number of people who I didn't know. And Schaff was one of the guys who I didn't know. I heard a little bit about, but I had no idea what to expect. He was in a match with Jeff Cobb, and of course, you know I love Jeff Cobb. I expected this to be, you know, Jeff Cobb carrying a match, because he's Jeff Cobb. But no, this guy, Schaff, our guest right now, went move for move and went toe-to-toe with Jeff Cobb. And then afterwards, Jeff Cobb put him over as one of the future guys in this business in the Pacific Northwest. I could not have been more impressed. So I'm so excited to have him on right now. Defy has two shows this weekend, and Saturday and Sunday in Portland and Tacoma. It's a pleasure to welcome in the baddest man in professional wrestling. He is Chef. Chef, it's great to talk to you, dude. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I like the intro, man. That was pretty sweet. Dude, Aaron has absolutely – he came back from Seattle. He said, bro, like, you need to immediately dive in. And I get it, bro. You are intense as F, man. Like, holy hell. Um, Can you take me back through – I think, you know, people that don't know your background, you come from a military background, but your intensity, like, just the the way that you ratchet things like a 10, where does that come from in your life, man? Oh man, I don't. I, I, that's that's an interesting question. I I don't really know. I guess where where it came. It, it kind of comes from. I because I'm very much uh, surprised. I'm not like that in like normal day to day life. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I try to just be uh, a lot less and uh, keep, keep it keep it very mild in day to day life. But uh, I don't know for some. There's like just something that kind of happens. Like whenever you kind of just walk out there and it's just like. It's just like with the crowd, it's just something that I feel, and I'm just like, I'm here, let's fuck and go. Sorry. I'm <laughs> you're good, you're good, it's fine. <laughs> We're on a podcast. kind of where I am, I'm just like, ah, let's do it, and I just kind of, I just, it, it's just like a switch almost, and I'm in the zone, you know? You can feel it, bro. Like, it is, like, I'm, I, I feel like I'm watching a cage fighter. Like, I'm watching somebody who genuinely believes their life is on the line in those moments where in the match like yeah. it it doesn't seem like you're performing like for a crowd it seems like you're performing for your life in those moments <laughs> that's a funny way to, to think about it yeah i just like i don't know like i get i don't know for me just my mentality the way that i am when, when i am in there is it's it's very much not like it's not a show it's not like i'm not like it's not really what i'm thinking i'm not like okay yeah like I'm putting on a show. I like just I immerse myself in it, and I'm like, "This is me. This is what's happening. I am this." And like, I just kind of just let it take over. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. I just like, yeah, I just let it kind of be. I, I, I just feel it. I don't. It's very hard to explain. No, I, it's just kind of something that I feel. It comes off, man. Uh, yeah. So, how did you? Uh, what made you decide to to transition into wrestling after after your military career? Well. 
So, like, when I was, I mean, obviously, I, I knew fairly early on when I was in the Navy that uh, I didn't want to do it long term. And the thing about the Navy is once you once you sign on that dotted line, I mean, you're in. You're in for however long you said you're in. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it unless you, you know, you know, specific circumstances, you know, they'll let people out. But if you if you know if you're healthy and you're you're there to do your job, then you're there for however long you said you would be. And so I uh, I knew I didn't want to do it forever. I knew that wasn't uh, my forever job. And shortly after I got back into the Navy, I had rekindled my love for professional wrestling. Like I didn't like I'd fallen out of love with it. Like, probably around like 2008, something like that. Okay. And around 2011, 2012, the CM Punk stuff really pulled me back in. Hmm. And, uh, and then I was, from then on, I, you know, I was really committed to watching it and I was so into it and I was watching it every day. And around that point in time, I started lifting weight as well and got really into working out and kind of, you know, trying to be bigger, stronger and, and doing that whole thing. And, um, it kind of started as a joke, <laughs> uh, when I, when I, when it came time for me to get out, you know, about a year or two before I got out, cause I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I was like, man, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to do this. I know what I don't want to do. <laughs> I was like, but what do I want to do? And so, you know, everyone would just ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me. And I'm like, ah, I'm tired of people asking me these questions. So, you know what? Like, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I'm going to go be the world's heavyweight champion. And I told everyone i mean i just told everyone if that was like that was my response is i'm gonna i'm gonna go be the world's heavyweight champion i'm gonna wrestle i'm doing this you know and uh so then i got out and i moved back to tennessee started in, in college and then my girlfriend at the time was like so you, you really doing this uh this, this uh wrestling thing and i was like hell yeah well like, hell yeah i am i mean I <laughs> And look at where you are now. Like, well on your yeah. way. Well the F on your way. Shaf is with us here on Jobbing Out. So so take me through then, because, you know, you're talking about Tennessee, and, and obviously like, everybody knows that you trained in Georgia with AR Fox, and, you know, like, I think if I remember right, you're originally from Pittsburgh. How in the hell do you end up in the Pacific Northwest at the same time that, like, you have this independent company in Defy that's amazing and rising kind of out of nowhere? Your story, like, there just seems to be another turn everywhere I look. Yeah, it's very, I, I, just, I mean, so, some things with me and Defy have been just almost very, very poetic. You couldn't have, like, written it better to get me where I am here right now, you know? Like, just, like, from me moving here with the company. I mean, I started, I started training around the same time Defy had their first show. You wow. Know, my, my debut is, like, with Defy's debut. And so, you know, with, with every defy anniversary show comes like a new year in the chapter of my professional wrestling career and so it's very it's very 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 poetic and just somehow just the stars aligned and i was able to find myself here and fortunate uh to be doing what i am doing with them today but how'd you end up out there like how did you go from where you were down south to out in the pacific northwest well uh, like i said i i, I uh, have a girlfriend and i moved to Tennessee because that's where I went to high school. Okay. Right. And so that's, I moved back when I got out and I, I trained in Georgia. I drove like two hours one way uh, every single day to go learn how to Jesus, be a wrestler. dude. Jesus. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. And then, uh, so then I, uh, at a certain point in time, you know, me and my 
uh, girlfriend had been talking and it was like, okay, things are getting kind of serious. And I was like, well, I think like, I really like this girl. I think like, I love wrestling. I don't really know what's going on up, up in the Northwest. I was like, but I really want to be with her and I want to make this work. So I'm going to go and I'm going to give up everything to go be with this girl. And I, when I moved, I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let it be the end of wrestling though. Uh, that's what like one of the things Fox said to me before I left was like, he's like, don't be like some of these guys who leave and don't do it. He's like, you got something here. He's like, really just try and do something up there. He's like, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't give up on it, you know? And so I got up here and I sent, I sent out some emails and I was just very fortunate to get in with some, some of the right people at, at a very good time. And it's just been, been a ride since. Wow. Wow. That's cool, man. That is really, really cool. We're chatting with Chef here on uh, Jobbing Out again. Defy this weekend, two shows in Portland and Tacoma. Get to defywrestling.com in order to get your tickets. It is cool, too, to hear you talk about. Like, So you get out there, and there's this just indie that's like firing up at the same time. Like, There's no way that you could have seen coming the intensity inside Washington Hall and how quickly, in an area that really didn't have much as far as indie wrestling was concerned at the time, Defy was just going to blow up sort of out of nowhere. And when you say poetic, like, I love that word because, like, the, the way that you've been able to rise alongside them, could you have ever imagined anything like this? No, it's been it's been really crazy, to be honest, just to be able to get in there and do these things with them and, and be one of the guys that, uh, that even, I mean, even they, they get behind, you know? They, not only the fans, but, like, Defy, Defy, like, has done so much for me and, and like that they're helping me get uh get out of the pacific northwest you know not only am i still here and doing it here but they're also helping me try and like make a name for myself across the states as an independent wrestler so it's been very cool and and very very awesome i'm just like i said just so grateful yeah i was going to ask it seemed like you know you're blowing up and people are starting to get to know you, whether they're in the Pacific Northwest or elsewhere, but you've really kind of stuck in the Pacific Northwest over the past, you know, year or two. And, and where do you want to work uh, besides Defy? As great as it is, we, you know, we'd love to see you on the East Coast as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, I would, there's a lot of places that I'd love, uh, I'd love to work. You know, I have a few, uh, like, book, bucket list independent companies that i'd like to to be able to get in and do some stuff for i'd like to get out to chicago uh i i i'd love to do some stuff out there um i'd like i i you know i'm, I'm very excited to be going down to southern california Dude. uh to work pcw that's that's like an awesome opportunity that i'm being given by the way that's so, this weekend we should probably plug that like just in case there's anybody out there that's this weekend you're doing that's unbelievable man yeah, Friday. Friday, I have PCW in uh, San Diego, and then up in Portland on Saturday, and then Tacoma on Sunday. That's that's my kind of the weekend <laughs> I'm looking at right now. Yo, and, and that's that's AC on Friday too, right? Say again. That that's AC that you're facing on Friday too, right? Oh no, he's my partner. Oh, he's your partner. He's my, He's my I mean, that, that's, yeah, don't often get in the ring with someone who's bigger than you with, uh, with what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh man, sometimes getting in the ring with those big guys, it is, it is, that's uh, my girlfriend, she, she ever talks about wrestling. She's like, those are the, those are the ones I'm, I'm a little stressed out about. Because, <laughs> I mean, in, those, in those matches, I take a lot more of a, of a beating specifically when I was doing my, my thing with Brody. I mean, me and that guy, holy <sighs> cow, I would feel that for 
days afterwards. Yeah, he's nuts. Like he's nuts <laughs> what, too, man. Hold on. Who was who was worse as far as feeling it after Brody or that match you had with Walter? Oh, I, I mean, I'm just gonna be totally honest, and nothing against uh, nothing against Walter, but hands down, the matches I've had with Brody King uh, have been like the hardest to recover. From. Wow. Hands, hands down. Okay, but. Like, I, but like the the slaps from Walter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, I mean, obviously Walter's chops are. Insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, dude, like everything Brody hit me with, I was just like, I was like, holy shit, this guy is fucking. And like, not that, but like, I mean, he, like, I think like Brody was like the first like legit power bomb I'd ever taken. Okay. I mean, there's just so many things I I. I uh, he popped so many cherries. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I think, by the way, wait a second. I really do think you might need to think about a T-shirt that says, I got my cherry pop by Brody King. Like, I think you oh, might no. want to <laughs> consider that T-shirt moving forward. I would oh, purchase that if that was available. Brody King, the cherry pop. Oh, man, that's <laughs> tremendous. That is tremendous. You know, like, um, it, you know, dude, we're talking about so many of these things, right? Like, you're doing the PCW thing. Um, you know, Aaron and I were talking a little bit earlier. We couldn't help but notice <clears throat> there's something coming to Tacoma later on this summer um, that that was just announced recently that involves one Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, there's no way like you're you're sort of like nudging and saying, "Hey, I, I'm available if you guys need anybody that weekend." Like, have you done a little bit of that? Oh, I mean, I, I would I would hope that. Regardless of like, I mean, of what I'm I'm going to say and what I'm going to, to, to ask for, I would hope that some of the people up here would know. Of course, I, I I can make anything happen. You know what I mean for for something along the lines of that. I mean, to get an opportunity like that would be unbelievable. So of course I would be uh, willing and, and there. You know, as far as like, have I started to like put out some? Yeah, like, the politicking. You know, Not yet, because. I can almost guarantee you every local guy in the area, the second that was announced, probably messaged Defy and that and <laughs> like, hey, let me get in. Help me out. You know, so I, I can imagine almost all of them. So I'm like, you know what, I'll wait. I'll, I'll bring it up to them later. Uh, not that, but I hope that they would know right. how serious I am. You know? But regardless, I'm going to... I'll, I'll, I'll politic my way to get in there. No doubt. No doubt. You can't be above that. Like, when you're talking about the Super J Cup, you cannot be above trying to politic your way into being a part of that thing, man. There it is... would be so, it would be so cool just to be able to, to just, you know, even just, like, just do something, like a little dark match on the show. Just to, right. you know, get in there and do something cool in front of the, in front of those guys would be just awesome. It, it would be nice. Nut- Kind of looking at, especially the past year of your career, and you're you're so you know relatively new still. You're still getting better and getting better, and yet you faced Walter, you faced Jeff Cobb, you faced Pentagon and Phoenix and and Brody King, and the list goes on and on. Do you ever kind of look back at that your match list and be like, "Whoa, did not expect this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is like it's kind of crazy, um, like to sit to think about how many how many like amazing names i've already had the opportunity to work with i mean a lot of those guys like now unless you're signed with a company like that they work for that they're also signed with you're not going to be able to work them yeah like a lot of those guys are exclusive and i just so happen to be able to 
to work some of them on like their last little uh, independent dates or, or, you know, I was like part of like them when they were on the indie scene, like just killing it. I got to wrestle them. So I, very cool and an awesome thing to say that I've done in such a short um, period of time to be able to do a lot of these things, especially in like an area like the Pacific Northwest, which like before I moved, I, I mean, I remember I was like trying to figure out like what I was going to do. And I was like reading on Reddit and they were like, the Pacific Northwest is dead. There's no independent wrestling promotions. And I was like, man, I was just like, <laughs> like this is it. This is never going to work. You know, I was like, but I just met some right people. And somehow, I, I mean, I, one day I'll have to ask him, but somehow I added Matt Farmer on Facebook because I knew, I found out who he was. Wow. And I added him on Facebook. And I mean, I didn't even reach out to him because for me, I was like, I'm not ready to do Defy. I was like, I'm not there. I was like, I need to wrestle. I need to get people to know who I am before I could even like approach Defy and say, hey, could I have an opportunity? You know? They they approached me, and it was like mind blowing. I mean, I was like, I was. I'll tell you guys this one. This is, I was literally just like, I had done my first thing. Uh, I was I was like a random tag match down in Portland for DOA, and they let me do that. And then I went home and I do did my thing. And then like a day or two later, I was like sitting on a toilet, and all of a sudden I saw like, this message from Matt Farm taking a shit, and I was like, I was like, oh my god! I like screamed. I screamed, and my girlfriend's like, what? Like, I'm sitting on the toilet yelling, you know, and uh, sure as shit, uh, you know, he was like, hey, you know, we're doing this local guy thing with a bunch of local talent, uh, perhaps you'd be interested, and, like, I'm pretty sure my response was like, hell yes, I am there. I, Dude. I didn't even, like, nothing, I literally just said that, and then I showed up, and I wrestled, and then just since then, it's just been like, just rolling. I, I just realized how great that scene's going to be when they make the movie. Like, the, the Shaft <laughs> movie. That's going to be such a magical scene of you sitting yeah. on the toilet. It really is, like, something about, like, getting, like, like, how excited you get. Like, I'm sure, like, people, like, wrestlers, like, like they know that feeling where it's just, like, you're going to get this opportunity. It's yeah. like, hey, hey, we'd like to, we'd like to take a look at you. It's just, like, the thrill. You're just like, oh, shit! I get it. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, before we let you go, dude, you know, first of all, we're huge fans, but we always do this with everybody. Um, we'll give you, you got to give me the location, just the place in the world, and the opponent. And it's got to be a living opponent. Like, it's got to be something that could happen. Give me okay. your ultimate dream match. Like, I'm telling you, you get one. You get one. Somebody's telling you, unfortunately, Josh, like, the, the, the wrestling thing is over, but you get one to go out on. Give me who it is and where. For that match. Oh man. Um. Shoot, 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 shoot. You get one, right? Yes. We're gonna be the I ultimate mean, I, book. I, I mean, I can. I, I'm not gonna make this like you know something that. I want this to be super unrealistic. Never will never happen. Okay. Um. Yeah. I would probably say just for, you know, childhood's sake, it'd have to be Goldberg. Okay. It, It'd have to be Goldberg, and then it would have to be obviously at like a WrestleMania or something. I mean, like I get that, that right? To, yeah, that's yeah. That. It's the pinch me type of thing. Like, holy hell, this is really happening. I dig that. It I would dig have that. Have to be just to just get that. Like, holy shit! I this is my childhood idol, and I am in the WWE, 
in front of all these people at WrestleMania. What the hell okay. happened? Okay, you know and, what? And somehow make the Georgia Dome happen just to, just to put yeah, the whole cherry on top that there. Would be, I think they ripped it down, didn't they? Didn't they blow I said up the somehow ju- make it happen. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um, I respect that, dude, because, like, so many people when we ask that, like, have to prove how cool they are, right? Like, have to prove how hip they are by, like, giving uh, the, the amazing, like, hipster answer. I love the fact that you're just like, yo, I, I just want to, like, have a childhood fantasy play out. And so, yeah, like... I think, I, yeah, I think that would have to be That's it. awesome, man. Hey, Chef, what can we plug? For? I mean, obviously, we're plugging the shows this weekend. We want everybody to head out to see Defy on Saturday and Sunday in Portland and Tacoma. But what can we plug for you personally? Like, um, uh, T-shirts, social media, anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can follow me on Facebook, it's Shap, uh, Instagram, it's underscore Shap underscore, and Twitter, Shap underscore PW. Sorry, they're all different. I wish I could get the same damn one. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Shap. I got a Pro Wrestling Tees store if you want to uh, buy some t-shirts and support. And I uh, got some, some new shirt designs that will be dropping soon on I- the internet. By the way, the one you're doing this weekend, there just happens to be a movie that's coming out this weekend with a very similar name, and the shirt that you got up that you're going to have this weekend, I, you and I will need to discuss because I have to get one. Like, it is oh, yeah. perfect. It is Heck amazing yeah. what you're doing this weekend. You can see that on his Twitter page. Hey, bro, um, we love what you're doing, man, uh, and we know it's not going to be too long before we see you doing it in, in even bigger places. Uh, congratulations on an amazing year, and can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you so much for taking the time, and everybody hit up DefyWrestling.com to see him this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Very good. Thank you to Shaf. He's awesome. Get out to Defy this weekend at Portland and Tacoma, DefyWrestling.com to find out more. All right, um, AJ and Brandon are back with us. Let's get into uh, some stuff that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that we should. Uh, let's stay off the reservation. Aaron, I think this is a significant move for AEW as they are trying to get people to find their product. They are making their next show free. Yeah, their next show, which is kind of – it's an interesting show. It's attached to the uh, – was it CEO, the, the video game uh, conference down in Orlando? I, mean, I don't know if it's CEO or CES, some, something along those lines. But it's called Fighter Fest. It's something they did last year, not AEW, but kind of Kenny Omega brought some guys over. And, yeah, I mean, it's set, it's set up pretty well. It's going to be – it's not going to be one of the huge shows, but there, there's some good matches on the card. And, yeah, it's a good idea. I definitely agree. It's a good idea to make it free and make people watch your product. Right, and you're not – this is not – they're not giving away the big – This like, like there's clearly saying this is a secondary show to the show that they're doing uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, and, all- and even – I'd say even secondary to their July show, The Fight for the Fall. Oh, right, the one that they're doing in Jacksonville. Um, yes. But it's an opportunity to do an event that people can watch without having to pay for and get a taste of what AEW is that makes all the sense in the world for them to make this one free. In fact, I would almost argue it would have been dumb for them to not make this one free. I might even argue they should make the Jacksonville one free. Like, I, I, I think that in building up towards, you know, their next major event and te- weekly television – I would maybe argue they should make the next two events free, and I guess there's a business it's, that has to be run. It, it's reasonable. I, I certainly, I probably wouldn't make it fifty bucks if I were well, them. Maybe do it at like a yeah. discounted price. Yeah, but. You definitely can't do that. Uh, but I think it's smart. I think it's smart. Also, uh, so tell me a little bit about what's going on with uh, New Japan. Uh, yeah, I mean, so this is we're really kicking into the gear of uh, the the kind of the great season for New Japan G ones right around the corner. They just finished the best of Super Juniors. By the way, if you didn't see the Will Ospreay Shino Takagi match, that was the final. 
go watch that because that might be the match of the year so far. It was truly awesome, and Will Ospreay's kind of taking a next step. And he won the Best of the Super Juniors, the first two-time winner since uh, Prince Devitt, Finn Balor, yep. winning it. So kind of putting him on that level, and he went on to beat Dragon Lee for the uh, junior heavyweight title. You had then you had Dominion, which is one of the one of the major shows on the New Japan platform. You had, as I said, Osprey win the junior heavyweight title. You had Naito get back the IC title, and then there were two interesting things happen. You had John Moxley uh, wrestle, and you had him fight just kind of a, a low level guy. He won. He won convincingly. Then he took the mic and he said, "I'm joining the G1." Wow! 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 If for if you don't know what the G1 is, the G1 is their, you know, it's not their royal. It's their version of the Royal Rumble because the winner of it gets the title shot at Wrestle but Kingdom. It's... But it is a round robin tournament. Right. You are fight having like thirty matches in thirty days, and you get like points. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a pool play. You're you're separated into Group A, Group B. You fight everybody in your pool. Uh, you get points and then the two winners of the pools uh, face each other in the finals. And this sort of speaks to what we had talked about with AEW. Like, they're just not at a place yet where they can... It's the World Cup. Yeah, it's a lot like the World Cup, absolutely. They can't provide pure exclusivity for top stars, like or for anybody, frankly, at this point. They're just not there. They can't be in a position without having regular shows, house shows, where they can say, you can't do anything else. And Brandon, as you alluded to, yes, at some point, there will be something that's awkward because somebody's going to go run and do something else in some other company and... There's going to be a. Am I the only one that thinks it's? Am I the only one that thinks Dean Ambrose is definitely a better name than John Moxley? Yeah, it definitely. The is. only reason I like John Moxley is because it reminds me of John Moxley from Varsity Blues, and I'm pretty sure mm. that I never that's thought about related. that. I never thought about that. That's something. There's something to be said for that. Um, but yeah, all this makes sense. By the way, uh, for the two of you, for for AJ and Brandon, have either of you watched uh, Double or Nothing? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So, will you be inclined to watch? the next event, Fighter Fest, being free. I mean, these um, matches don't excite me very much. I might also be there. Oh, okay. Well, well that, would, that would make a lot of sense now that I think about it. That would make a lot of sense. Potentially backstage. Oh, Ooh. look at you. Oh. Look at you living that life. Oh, now I'm trying to figure out which friend... Who would be the one that would get you back? Oh, got a, I got a question about that. Wait, there, wait there, there's one very obvious one. Who? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. You, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, I forgot. Is it, jo- is it Joey? No. Um, no, I mean, I haven't even talked to them, but they said I could. Uh, Joey and, uh, it, could, it would be either be Joey or Billy. Okay. I, was, I was thinking oh, Billy. Oh, Billy, yeah, I was thinking Joey because you guys have become such good friends. I was actually, I was hoping. Joey or, it could be Joey or Billy. Oh, or I was hoping it was going to be juicier than that. Sean Spears. No, I was, I was really, oh, wait, are you good with Sean Spears? Yeah, he went, after he left WWE he came to 3D and trained like I worked with him he 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 like helped me a lot motherfucker really... I was trying to get him on the, the... like I, I was <laughs> I was trying to get him on the show like he did a show at MCW and I in fairness I didn't ask him directly I guess I asked somebody else all right we got to talk about that we got to talk about old Shane Spears um I was hoping... Tyler Breeze are starting their own school in Florida that's kind of cool that's cool I was hoping it was juicier. I ho- I was actually in a, for a second was hoping it was because uh, you knew that like Sasha was making her debut oh, no. at Fighter Fest, and like I was really hoping for something juicy there. All right, um, uh, NXT. Uh, you know, we had a, a we had a nervous text a couple weeks ago about the possibility that uh, Eric Bugenhagen was no more. It appeared as though we had it wrong. Well, the truth is we had it right. There is no more Eric Bugenhagen. Instead, there is Rick Buges. 
Um, the good news is the character is the same, correct? Yeah. So that's fine. I, we think. I don't, I don't know. Has he shown up recently at any place? Or? Yeah, I saw a couple clips online. Okay. Still, and he's still posting stuff on his Instagram like okay. as the rocker guy. Look, good. I sort of get... Is Eric Guggenhagen his real name? Yes. Is it really? I believe it. I believe it. I'll look... Maybe not. I thought it was, though. I mean, if it is, good for him. Um, <laughs> here's my question. There's a boatload of these. Um, we know that recently Damien Mar- or, uh, Punishment Martinez became Damien Priest. Um, ACH is Jordan Miles Jordan now, Miles, I believe. Right. DJ- yeah, his, real, his real name is Eric Bugenhagen. That's so great. Uh, <laughs> DJ Z is becoming Joaquin Wilde. Uh, Luke Menzies is becoming Ridge Holland. Uh, uh, Shane Strickland is now Isaiah Scott. Uh, Trevor Lee is Cameron Grimes. Look, I get that this is the way it works, right? Like, I do, I'm not even mad about it necessarily because this is the way it works. WWE wants you to have their names, so they can own all rights to it, and it can be theirs and exist forever. My problem isn't necessarily with that. And for most of these guys, they got them before they were ever on TV. But why ever let Punishment Martinez go on NXT as Punishment Martinez if you're going to change his name? Like, this, this goes back to it's such a bigger problem when we talk about. Why they're let, selling a shirt too, right? Like, why let yeah. you know the War Machine be War Machine if you're just going to turn them into the the Raiders of of Norwegian descent? Like, why on main event? Correct. Like, why? That's true too. Like, that's a bigger problem. But even at this low level, why would Punishment Martinez have ever been a thing on NXT if he wasn't going to be Punishment Martinez? Like, you, that's a good question. But you know what it sort of feels like to me with him specifically is that he probably isn't going to be down there very long. Because if there are, if the, if the, if the people who do that are already have their claws in him and they're, you know, changing his name and having these vignettes, it almost feels like they've got plans to put him on the main roster. Okay. And that, um, that whereas makes... War Machine, they might not have really thought about it. And then well, he like... is like six seven. Dude, oh Punishment yeah. Martinez is oh, a yeah. fucking... exactly like what they when, want. When he know? got when he got signed, we said no he's, shit. Yes, he he's a signed. star. He right. is my right. God, how good was he on uh, when we saw him last weekend or two week whatever weekend it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. I thought he was great again in Bel Air. Yeah, Jesus awesome. Christ, he is a superstar. Like there is no knock. He looks good. He's a great worker. Every he checks Every you, effing box. He was. A, you, you can go so many different directions with correct. him, too. He was an amazing guest on this show. Um, Punish Mar- Martinez is a rock star. But again, I get what you're saying, Brandon. There's something to that. But like you know... Obviously, he got signed because of the job now bump. Almost certainly. Obviously. Almost certainly yes. the case. Um, well, like, I feel like, like what happens is like sometimes... And again, this is guessing. I don't know. Like I'm not going to pretend like I know how the inner... I don't want to be one of those guys. But like my guess is that... like. They sign people. Oh, you don't want to be Dave Meltzer? <laughs> no, <laughs> never. My guess is they sign people sometimes, and like maybe the at the top level, they're not really paying that close of attention until it's time. It's time to, and then at other times, they're paying attention from. But you've the changed very beginning. everyone's name, like yeah, the, Aaron. The weird, how many? The weird thing about this one in particular. Well, they don't change everyone's name. Who's, That's who the weird has come thing. in? Well, the, the weird thing about this one in particular is like. We knew about the Damien Priest thing, what, like three months ago or so? He was going by Damien Priest, and then he went back to punish Martin. Yeah, Martin. Is, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's weird, too. Oh, I didn't know that's that. That's weird, too. Aaron, how many people have come in as, like, um, you know, indie people that were known indie performers that kept their name through Ricochet. WWE? I, yeah, I mean, I, it would be Joe, 
uh, Adam Cole, the, the Undisputed Era guys. That's um, Tony Gargano. Gargano, Ciampa. So there have been a few uh, more recently than there had been. Ricky yeah, Zay. I mean, it, it definitely was more of a thing. Like, obviously, Keith Lee, you know, Dijak came in before they, and some they of those guys, up. Some of those guys, let's be, for a bit. let's be fair, some of those guys could absolutely still have their name changed before they're, you know, on, sure. on the absolutely. main roster. Um, but it just feels like, like, this is what you do. Why waste time? Like, the moment that you know that you want to put them on NXT, have a name prepared. You know, like, it just, right. it's just, it's very silly to me. Very, very silly. Um, uh, okay, so, AJ, I think you're going to like this. Velveteen Dream put out an Instagram story over the weekend. Over the, yeah, over the weekend. Already like it. Yeah, you, and you'll like it even more. It's a series of eight posts. I will read them to you. They're all in various colors and fonts. Uh, the first one, let's play a game. The second, is it fair to critique Vince? I mean, after all, WWE is a form of entertainment. You do know WWE is a TV show, right? Next one, WWE is a TV show put on cable and network TV. By who, you ask? Answer, Vince McMahon. Evil boss on screen and director of his TV shows off screen. George Lucas directed Star Wars. Vince McMahon directs Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live. And he's directed everything else you've watched from WWE over the last 40 years. Point is, when, WWE, when TV sucks, it's because the actors and entertainers and stuntmen failed to entertain you. Vince can write all day. It's your favorites that have to make it entertaining. Star and Wars. I'm favorites was in quotes. It was. By the way, I love I love that he brings up George Lucas, who's also yeah. voice inflection. Yeah, hang, uh, Star Wars George. was great in the '90s too. I think he probably meant '80s. Um, the new ones suck because the actors suck. Well, Not I don't true. agree with him on those anyway. Th- that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So my question is. Do you think we've known Patrick Clark to go a little off script at times? Do you think he was doing this to try to further himself as a heel? Do you no. think that he was just trying to no. make a statement? He's trying to get up to the main roster. He's not a heel on the show. He's like not the number one baby face. At the moment, sort of, um, you know, well, Gargano is the number one baby face, but, y- you know, he's... Well, you saw the show that we saw. Well, Gargano they they played him like he was the number one right, baby Gargano face on the well, show. Gargano wasn't was there. on the show. Yeah, like, well, well, right. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he's not a heel. He's definitely yeah. not a heel, but I think no. that he has a character that would be in line with he's being a... He's a loose cannon right. character. Yeah. That's right. for sure. Right. So I don't know if this is just him off the cuff deciding to do something because he just wants to be a provocateur or if there is some thought behind this in what it is that he's trying to say. He's right. Well, no, I, he's not. I knew you were going to say that. Not about, not about with the Star Wars stuff, but I'm talking about like with the wrestling stuff. Yeah, he is. How is so he right? You think, so you, you think, give... well, go ahead. I was going to say, so you think any bad segment is only on the, the, the people? It's not, he's not saying one specific bad segment. He's saying a generalization of the product as a whole with performers. There can be a bad segment, but if somebody, like you guys are saying with Shane McMahon, is shitty for six months, it's because that guy's shitty. I agree okay, with that. Sure. 
I agree with that. Yeah, but that, it's also that Vince McMahon that's telling him to do that stuff. But and yeah, I guess but, I guess it depends. But nobody, we'll look at the, I, but the I think macro we, or the micro here. But hang on, I, but, but let me go back. He can't sit for a here second. and like if he keeps continually, continuously putting shitty stuff on TV, it's also his fault. Yes, you have to you have to acknowledge the actor sucks and sub in the other actor. You know what I mean? Like yes. like you can't you can't say oh I'm just a director like it's not my fault all those people suck because you're the one that's planning the whole thing. So if you're planning and directing everyone and you realize people are but bad performers, it's your job to replace them. <laughs> so how is that on the performer if they're bad you put a bad performer in a bad spot you're that's on you so you've never booked anybody that had a shitty show of course and that's and, but that's not the same thing i wouldn't book them if i knew they were shitty there's the diff there's a difference i could book someone who's known to be good who has a bad performance but like if when people and there are people that i'm not going to name drop have a reputation i don't book them and that's that's that is a real thing. Like if if I've seen, Damn, so what's my reputation? Yeah, I was gonna say, or if they're close uh, personal friends. What do you think of this? <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm a piece of shit. No, I'm talking like people who people get Look, paid seventy five thousand dollars a night. If uh, Brandon booked twenty nights in a row and all the concerts sucked, it would be on Brandon. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it would. Now, hey, I got a hard out, you guys. I gotta go. All right, all right. But, uh, 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 plug at Brandon Linton, RamsheadLive.com. See what's coming up soon. Absolutely. All See right. you guys later. See you, bud. All right. Bye. Um, look, I, to some, look to, there's an element of this that I agree with. The, the, here's where I disagree. I disagree, and this is what we talked about in the second segment. The notion that because somebody has done something great before doesn't mean they're not capable of doing something that's poor in the future, that's, that's insane. You know what I mean? Like, there are, there are plenty of talented musicians who make great music, and then they put out an album that just wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like, that, that happens. Like, you can, you can do that. Now, does it mean... That what they did before wasn't good. No, of course it can. It, all these things still work. That can all be true. So using the argument that like because um, you know other star and I don't I don't not a Star Wars guy, so this is a bad comparison. But like if you're saying that because George, Lu George Lucas made good Star Wars movies, that means that if there was a bad Star Wars movie, it couldn't possibly be George Lucas's fault. Come on, like that's that's silly. Just because somebody did something good in the past doesn't mean that everything they do is going to be gold. Like now, George Lucas has made a lot of gold. Let's be fair to him. Um, that part of it is silly. But then, the, but then the prequels. You know, episodes one through three happened. Yeah, I still don't. I've still never understood why people hate those movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm the I wrong. They, that, literally, they that, literally set up this whole story from the that's beginning. That's fine, right? but you can you you can set just like you can set up a match and the match will be good. You can have bad setups to the I'm back. story. Hey, I'm back. Hi, Brandon. What happened to you? <laughs> My call got delayed for 15, oh, 20 go. minutes. So. Oh, there very we go. Good. We'll let you finish up. Um, look, I, I, I'm not. I'm the wrong person to ask about the Star Wars thing because I just don't. I'm not a Star Wars person. They, like the, the ones that I've seen were all the same to me. I, I don't want to talk about it. That's what I'm. That's why I don't. Know, that's the thing that. Seen? That's Sorry. the thing that I don't understand about people that shit on the prequels. Like the concept of every single Star Wars movie is the same. That's the reason why Rogue One was so dope because Rogue One was the first time where everybody died. Yeah. How many movies have you seen where you sit there and say different? Yeah, and no, how many just, movies? No, you just guys like to play. But how many movies have you seen where you're like, wow, the acting in this was really good, but the stories were kind of bad? I mean, Funny. I. I a or, or the or the other way around. Or the other way around. While well, the story was good, but these actors are bad. Like you can't point to one and say that it's solely on them. I think that it's a combination of all of those things. Um, I do think that I, here's my here's why I don't I, here's why I don't agree with that in the concept that Velveteen Dream was talking about. 
Velveteen Dream, are we all in agreement that he goes off script? Of course. Sure. Okay, so you're saying that a quality performer such as Velveteen Dream with a live mic in their hand can pretty much do what they want when they want, right? I don't I don't know if he can do that on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, you don't think John Cena does that? I think John Cena can, but I think John Cena is one of very, very few who can. Apparently Goldberg was allowed to. Uh, again, it's Bill Goldberg. I, I mean, I if, if, if you're saying Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose yeah. can't, like, those guys are towards the top of the company. Right. They can. They Not according to Dean Ambrose. Yeah, he, that was a big part of his podcast, was that he wasn't allowed to go off script. I, the, the podcast with Jericho that he was saying. It's an My issue. thing is this. You think you think John Cena was allowed to go off script the first time he did it? No, he, well, probably, that's a fair right, he probably had to force his way. There's almost no doubt about that and prove that you he think could... The Rock, right. when he started shoving things up people's candy asses, that was on script. Well, in that I, era, I think it that might was a different been. time. Yeah, that might have there might have been a little bit more of that in that era. But I understand what you're saying, which is at some point you have to prove what you're capable of, and once you prove what you're capable of, then you know people are more inclined to allow you. You think Velveteen Dream telling uh, I forget who he said it to telling that you're not you're not man enough for me? Do you think that was on script? Right, but we all know that Triple H is allowing a little bit more of that at NXT. Like we we know that to be the case that he's giving a little bit more freedom to the performers in part because. There's much less of it that's live on television. Um, it can be edited. If there's something that's not good, they can take it out. It doesn't have to make the main show. There's there's more freedom there. Um, I, 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 I think I get what you're trying to say. And I do think that in a way, normally the cream rises to the top when it comes to performers. There it is. Typically. I don't think it's always that way as evidenced by, you know... What's been going on on television recently? But I do think that typically the cream rises to the top. That we know there have been very few great performers in WWE history. Guys that have gotten opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that we walked around and said, this guy's no good. Like, it's very rare. Now, that doesn't mean that there haven't been guys that might have been great performers that never did get that opportunity. I think there are plenty of examples of those. But I think there have been very few or few cases where we would say someone got to the highest echelon of WWE that wasn't worthy of that based on their abilities as a performer. Yes. So in, in that aspect, there's something to be said for it. But I could also make the same argument, right? Like, if you're like you, uh, here's, here's, here's the counter argument. You could make the argument right now that this is the single most talented time in the history, uh, most talented WWE roster ever. I think you can make that yep. argument. Is yep. this the single greatest time in WWE history for the company? Yeah, it is. I, I, I think you're kind of alone on an island. Yeah, I, I, well, no, I'm talking about in the ring. Like, right. I, sure, I'm, but I'm talking about people, as a program. I'm talking about is Raw I'm the one best? of the few people that cares about the wrestling aspect of wrestling. It's weird. But in the ring, wrestling is, is better now sure, than it is. Sure, absolutely. Raw as, a, Raw as a program is not as good as it ever has been. Of course not, because they can't put pour milk on girls titties and fucking have sex scenes live and fucking they can't do all the shit that that's not what made it that's bullshit. not what made it great NXT, NXT is PG as well and we're not complaining about NXT right now Correct. as a program and that's stu that stuff is not I think that it's over it I think that we generalize sometimes that the attitude era that the attitude part of it like the on the lower card is why we liked wrestling it's not
Like that's that was the garbage of the show. Uh, I mean, if you go back and watch it, those th- shows, you know, there was a lot of garbage wait, on wait, those wait. shows. I, I think I, I might disagree with that. I think we all love The Godfather, but I think that's closer to the argument that I'm making about why it is that I thought our truth should have just gotten 30 minutes on every TV show forever, right? Like that's right, some- but it's not. It's not because it was rated R. It's because it was funny. Well, like, yeah, but to AJ's point, there is some of that that you wouldn't be able to do anymore. Like that's not, you know, that's not. That's yeah, but not that's incorrect. not why the show is worse. Not as a not as a totality. No, not as a totality. Absolutely not. Look, we're never going to come to an agreement on this. I I thought it was an interesting that good on our good on Velveteen Dream, who's amazing and constantly comes up with provocateurs. The show is worse because the fans are worse. There you go. There it is. There it is. There is a lot to. I mean, the fans literally booed a man who had to defend his WWE title in a Royal Rumble. Oh Jesus! There it is. There it is. We knew we could. We couldn't finish it. Fucking You're telling me if fucking. Jake the Snake Roberts was WWE champion and he had to defend his belt against 29 other guys in a fucking battle royal. You got more? That, that fans would boo him. Oh, we'd just be happy that Jake the Snake was the champion for once. Yeah, that would have been but nice. my point being, <laughs> like, are we, like, would you ever say that Jake the Snake is a better performer than Roman Reigns? No, of course not. Uh, my point not. exactly. Well, well, not in ring. No. On the mic, yes. <laughs> on the on the mic, he's a thousand. Yeah, times Jake the Snake was amazing. Are you sure? That's true. Yeah, yes. One hundred percent. All his promos were like this, and they were amazing. That was kind no, of his... he just had a snake, and you guys were encapsulated. Tell me no, one Jake his... the Snake promo. Okay, you, okay, you, okay, you, okay, you talked okay, to everyone okay, in the okay, business okay, and okay, asked okay, him okay, if he was okay, one of the best mic. Okay, 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 okay. Name one Jake the Snake promo ever. What? Name one. All the trust me stuff from the '90s with Macho Man Randy Savage, the stuff with the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker. Uh huh. All that all stuff. The, is amazing. Name a line. Trust me. That is that is that does kind of count. Like that does kind of count. Like, <laughs> that's one. Th- that's not oh, the full line. A- a- AJ, AJ, go go ask go ask what any of your, your trainers. Don't ask me. Go go ask any of your trainers or anything. If yeah. Jake the Snake is one of the single greatest, or possibly the single greatest promo guy of all time. Pretty much everybody will tell you. He had a great. He has a great. He had a great character, and he had a good stick where he brought the snake out. Yeah, but, but we're talking about. This okay. was not name. If I asked you to name one Ric Flair promo, you could do it off the top of your head. If I asked you to name one Rock promo, one Austin promo, one Hogan promo, one Macho Man promo, one any of those great people on the mic promos, you could do it off the top of your head. You can name two words ever from Jake the Snake. Uh, but name name a great Foley promo. Like off the, off the top of your head, the promo he had with Undertaker when he first got there. Name the line. What's the line? <laughs> they they don't love me. They don't think about me. But but I was a, I was a, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That was actually <laughs> pretty good, pretty good man. That was, that, was, that was actually pretty good. All right. Well, we all agree that we hate each other, so that's where we're at. And Britney Spears wore a snake too, and that didn't save her. So we, you know, we, we got what we got. Uh, I'm pretty sure she went like three times flat about that snake. Maybe she also went three times insane with <laughs> the same one. So I don't have to say. I mean, it's Britney, bitch. What do you want? That's true. All right. Um, plugs. Brandon, do you want to plug anything specific coming to Ramshead Live? Uh sure. Uh, I know it's not coming to Ramshead Live, and that is. AJ. Oh, <laughs> oh that's very God. true. Oh, I already got. I, I already got. Bo- I already got the dates I was trying to get booked through Brandon Field. Oh God! All right, wait, around here? 
Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to go. I was excited about it. All we right. just announced a 10-year uh, anniversary of Matt and Kim's first album. Um, that's Who? Gonna be... <laughs> well, guess what? They're going to sell at my club, and you wouldn't have. So. Who? <laughs> This is my favorite segment. Who? This is my new favorite segment. Matt and Kim on November 23rd at Ramsey Live. Who the fuck Live. is Matt and Kim? Oh, my God. I love this so much. I love this so much. Oh, man. This is my new Who favorite thing. Who is Matt thing. and Kim? This is not my me doing a bit. I have no they're idea. Actually, they're, they were actually very, very popular. They're very popular. They're like a. They're sort of a pop alt band. They're... It's, what to be fair, it's song. very white. What, what song? It is super white. Uh, there was a song that you would uh, you would recognize. Hang on a second, I'll pull it up. Um, Anyways, let me get my plugs in so you guys can get can argue in a little bit. Read me in Baltimore Sun. Listen to the Daily Line on NBC Sports Radio, three to seven every Monday through Friday. All right, go fuck yourself. At the Aoster is how you follow him. AJ, go ahead and do your plugs. I I need to hear the song. I'm pull it up. I'm pulling it up. Hang on a second. Is AJ uh, gonna do, AJ? Are you gonna do the DJ Colin versus Tyler the Creator argument here? I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> oh, you gotta look that up. It's like DJ Colin came in at number two on Billboard, and he was all salty because Tyler the Creator, the number one album, rightfully so, by the way. And um, he basically was like, "I make music that people hear. You make weird shit or whatever." Um, but like Tyler the Creator is like a legitimate huge artist that just sold out Madison Square Garden like on the on sale. I, I know you know who he is. I'm just saying like his argument is stupid. He's basically saying because he has Beyonce and Jay Z and all these people on his album that, and and he's trying to make radio hits that his music is better than what Tyler's doing. Oh, Lord. Um, Lord, but it's it's a really stupid argument. This, is, this has already bored me. Sorry. No, not not you. The him. You know what I mean? Like it's a boring argument. All right, this was the, oh, yeah. this was the big Matt and Kim hit. Okay, yeah, I yeah. I mean, like it was a pretty big hit, but okay, yeah. that's that's okay. What else do they got? Are you are they just gonna do that twelve times? I, I would I would go to that show if that was the case. <laughs> I do like this tune. I don't think that's the way it's going to work though. Would you just get your plugs in already? Uh, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. I got a match versus W former WWE NXT superstar Bull James. I'm defending my SCW title this Saturday. In a free show, so anybody that hears this that wants to come to <coughs> SCW and see Sugar Bear live in the flesh, just come on plus, down. Plus, it's called Sausage. It'll be a free show this week. It's called Sausage Slam. So, like, seriously, Sausage Slam. Yes. And you can follow, like I said, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis Four One Zero. All right, very good. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Thanks again to Shaft. Get out to Defy this weekend if you're in the Pacific Northwest. For Aaron Oster, for Brandon Linton, and for the main event. 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 Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Get one out. Get one out. Or I can just do this. Can't wait to see Matt and Kim. They're so much better than AJ. Uh, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Fuck it, sir. Also, by the way, um, corny white people don't tell me what's good music. Bye.